0: This podcast is part of the TPS Radio Sports Podcast Network at www.tpsradio.net.
1: Sunday night showdown. Your source for live. Pay-per-view coverage of TNA
2: and WWE. It's all part of the plan.
1: With your host, Boom Boom (laughs) Sexy. Yeah, baby. Internet
2: day. God, I wish someone here knew about
1: computers. That would have gotten a laugh. Mark the Shark DeCarlo.
2: Go ahead, make your jokes, Mr. Jokey. Joke maker.
1: And Mr. Mister... Money on the
2: Mic,
1: JJ Sexy. This is my boomstick. Oh!
2: The showdown begins now,
1: girl. <laughs> 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 a liar like me, I'll use our soul, someone
3: you don't know. Money's no cure, a sickness so pure. Are you like me? Are you lovely?
4: All right, everybody. Welcome to TNA Sacrifice 2011 on the Sunday Night Showdown Radio Network. My name is Internet Dave, and I'm alongside the trade Dog tonight. Not in the regular Calgary, Alberta studios with the uh, the Jackson family and the Shark. They are uh, missing in action tonight, but uh, I am here, and the trade Dog is here, and we are ready to talk some TNA Sacrifice here on uh, May 15th, 2011. Tray Dog, uh, are you ready to go, my brother? Yes, sir. All right, sir. How are you tonight?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Ready for some uh, TNA Impact Wrestling, Impact T um, Impact. I think it's Impact Wrestling now. Is that is that what we're going with?
4: Well, have they confirmed that it's still TNA on the uh, on the the apron outside the four corner the four sides of the ring?
1: Well, you would think if they were going to make that announcement. Where here we are, where where we're no longer TNA, we're Impact Wrestling. They would put, they would have gotten their ducks in a row and got their ring gear and the ring skirt to basically say Impact. I know they got that great big TNA sign that's above the hard camera and above the crowd on the hard camera side. And I don't know if it's still there. I haven't seen a shot of it yet, but I'm sure it's there. Uh, no, it says Sacrifice. I'm sorry. Um, so they got rid of that. Um, I would have thought they would have had their ducks in a row and had their skirting to look, you know, to match the name of the program. But we'll see what happens on Thursday.
4: Well, I mean, there has been this confusion, especially on the Twitter links. Half is TNA
1: the company
4: that hosts
1: Impact Wrestling. That's, I guess, that's what they're going with.
4: Well, obviously, absolutely, that's the case. Just like uh, World Wrestling, oh, sorry, WWE um, hosts Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown, not
1: Monday Night Entertainment Tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh... Hey, I give props to TNA for what they're doing right now. JJ and I talked about this earlier. You know, they're doing what the fans want. This is a chance for them to bring back the fan that didn't want to give them a chance to begin with because as, as the WWE is trying to get the WWE wrestling out of their product, at least TNA for once is embracing that wrestling thing and, and, and trying to get the fans back. their product by promoting hey we are wrestling this is where wrestling is important again
4: so i give them all the credit the world for trying that let's just see what happens well four guys who think that wrestling is very very important are uh, currently in the ring in the opening contest here at the impact zone in orlando florida it is uh, hernandez and anarchia on behalf of mexican america against (coughs) ink Inc, shannon moore and jesse neal uh dog we have uh, everyone's selections for the. for the SNS team competition regarding uh, quick picks. Obviously, this match is a few minutes into action, and who knows... They do long... ours! And who knows we... how long it might last. So, why don't we get to your pick, and then mine, and then we'll go over the pick of uh, Harmony, Jeff, and uh, the Shark. I think that Ink, Ink is
1: one of those transitional teams that they are here now just to get people over. They did it with Beer Money, they did it with 3d they've had feuds with every tag team they've gone over a few times, but they've never made any kind of big run Has ink ink. I think all the momentum right now is with Mexican America They wouldn't have brought Anarchia in and given Hernandez a staple if they were going to job them out on their first or second pay-per-view to ink ink who's really going nowhere So you you got to go with? uh, uh, The Mexican Americans here. I
4: believe yeah, I think so too. I'm going to put myself down for that selection. Obviously, some people in the chat room talking about the fact that uh, if Sabin wasn't hurt, that Ink Ink's spot would have been taken up by the Motor City Machine Guns. Of course, uh, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. Any uh, th- thoughts on that p- potential rumor?
1: Well, I do have some quick uh, a quick note to make here. From what we were talking about early earlier, um, I can either confirm nor deny, but this is from Ashley. Apparently. Uh, Trey and Dave. Some people backstage want the name changed to Impact Wrestling only and to lose the TNA. Some of the companies uh, want the company to stay as TNA, and a final decision is still to be made. So that kind of answers that. What
4: was your question again, Dave? Well, I mean, are Saban and Shelly the team that should have been where Ink Inc. is right now?
1: Um, I think they had higher thoughts for uh, Motor City Machine Guns until um Alex Shelley got hurt, but then by the same token, I say that Shelley got hurt while they were trying to do what I think was to split the team up. If you remember going back to when Shelley got hurt, uh, Shelley and Saban were having a, a tough time of things and losing matches uh, in the most controversial of ways and blaming each other. And it even got to a shoving match where I think they might have even come to blows. And uh, Shelley got hurt about that time, and uh, they, they kind of dropped that because when Shelley returned, he returned to the, to the aid of Sabin, who was getting beaten down, and uh, Shelley made the save. I expected Shelley to make the save and then continue the beat down, and he didn't. So it showed a sign of unity on the side of Motor City Machine Guns. And they, they may, in fact, have changed their mind on that creative point and decided to keep the team together.
4: Absolutely. Well, it's a, a question of what Saban and Shelley will be doing for the next six months once Saban, Saban gets hurt six months from that point, and of course, what Ink Inc might be doing will uh, this con- will this distension continue? We have now, all is five. Is Saban picks. hurt right now? Sorry, go ahead. Is Saban hurt right now? Saban is hurt right now. Well, the, the
1: best thing they could do is put Alex Shelley right in the middle of the X division because he's a guy that could carry that belt, and carry that division on his back. He's done it before. I think he'd be a good X division guy. Uh, poster child, the crowd loves him.
4: Absolutely, that's right. Well, let's go over uh, everyone else's selections. So uh, Trey at Mexican America, myself Mexican America, Harmony, the uh, Mexican Americans as well. Uh, JJ Sexay and Mark the Shark DiCarlo, Carlo, uh, both teen, both men uh, selected Ink Ink. So we've got a uh, we got a split decision on this at this at this point. Uh, what do you think Anarchy is so far that he? since he's come in in the last uh, eight weeks or so? Um, I think this is one of those
1: cost-cutting measures because, to be real honest with you, if you were going to bring Hernandez back in a stable, and this is, again, this is just my personal opinion. You're allowed to have your own. Um, Nothing against Anarchia, but he might have been a good third guy to bring in. I think they should have stayed with Homicide. I don't know exactly what the issues were Uh, between Homicide and TNA Wrestling. Um, I don't get into all that. I just report when people leave and come and go and whatever. Um, But he did leave, and it's a sad thing because he was a great asset to the Cubot. And to me, LAX, when they debuted, they were one of the most popular, dominant, believable tag team factions in wrestling at the time or ever. And If they were going to do this much of a publicity run with with Mexican America to the point they're dropping the flag and they're doing all this promo work, why didn't they put that kind of energy behind LAX? Because LAX was a lot more talented, especially when you had Conan as their mouthpiece. They were a much more believable uh, tag team as a bunch of badasses than they, than they ever are right now. And I think if they were going to put this much publicity and time behind a, a tag team, they should have just done it with LAX. They'd have been a lot better off. However, I still think this has some legs, and especially with what's going on in the world today, uh, um, these guys have a great future ahead of them, depending on what creative does with them, because they are a, they are a stable and a tag team that are only as good as you write them. And that means that when that's the case, you're in the palm of the hand of your creative team.
4: Absolutely. Obviously, uh, Sarita and Rosita, part of that group as well, currently the uh, knockout tag team champions. And, of course, uh, Sarita, also known as Sarah Stock, a native of Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. So, uh, obviously. Anthony,
1: she... in the, Anthony in the chat room says Homicide wanted to leave TNA before he was released. Well, that's because they weren't doing anything with him. I mean, they put the belts on him, take him off. Put him on him, take them off. They treated him like crap. They got rid of Conan. They got rid of every idea that has they had for those guys. They changed their theme music. They changed their entrance. If you remember back when they came through the crowd, they came through their own entrance, their own Mexican American entrance for LAX. They had their own announcers long before Alberto Del Rio had his own ring announcer. You know, I mean they were a believable, dominant, badass tag team and then TNA did their best to water them down and make them as normal as everybody else, and that's when they lost their fire, and that's when they lost their believability.
4: Absolutely. Well, I mean, obviously Homicide is in Ring of Honor right now and doing his own thing and wrestling the way he wants to wrestle.
1: I believe Jeff Hardy still has something to do with TNA wrestling because if you look at Ink Ink's hair, it's got Jeff Hardy written all over it.
4: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, yeah. Obviously, we've got uh, Jesse Neal and Shannon Moore here. His homicide's going to go for the gringo killer right in the middle of the ring. And uh, Jesse Neal gets away from it. and Quick uh, boot to the chest. Uh, it, we have a possibility here of Ank actually coming to get this win, but it looks like, is that Rosita or Sarita that's, that's in the middle of all that? I think it's Rosita. And uh, the referee's trying to get rid of her right now, and Anarchia knocks Shannon Moore out of the ring. So it's Hernandez with Jesse Neal by himself. Kick to the gut looks like another attempt at the Gringo Killer. Oh, that's his finish. I think we have a winner here, Trey Dogg, in about three seconds.
1: Well, it would be a good thing that's because it. I think Ink Ink, like I said, they are that measuring stick tag team right now that they're using for all their other tag teams. It's kind of like back in the, the, the old school WWF days where everybody had a purpose on that roster. And it was, okay, you got through this guy like on a video game. You got through this guy to get to this guy. Once you got through this guy, then you were able to unlock this guy. And I think that's kind of the way they're using that Ink, Ink tag team. Is Once you get past these two, then you have a chance to go on and do better things. Maybe maybe you become tag team champions. And I'm going to tell you right now, with the creative juggernaut that they have behind this Mexican-American tag team, with this group, this faction of four, they've already got the female Diva knockout tag team titles. I don't see depending on what happens tonight depending on what happens in the Chris Harris match against Beer Money a lot of people speculating that that's going to be the end of Beer Money god I hope not I hope they don't kill it that quick I'd like for it to be a more steady you know more diabolical turn than just all of a sudden one night let's see what happens But that's where the tag team titles lie, around the waste of beer money. And many say that they're going to break them up so that Robert Roode can go on a singles run. Let's see what happens. But if that's the case, those tag team titles start flying around, I would say that Mexican-American is right up there uh, in in, in the the title hunt. And I know they'll get him eventually.
4: Well, yeah, that seems to be the ultimate goal. And I mean, if they hold the men's, tag titles and the women's tag titles at the same time that's a that's a huge coup for them uh obviously uh, th- that match is only one of nine on the card this evening let's uh, run down the entire card for you here on sunday night showdown
1: this is one of those cards that looks real good on paper but what they say in sports that's why they play the game
4: it looks good on paper but can it look good on pay-per-view that's the uh, the ultimate question that uh, that JJ Sexay usually likes to uh, present, and of course, himself, Harmony, and the Shark will be back with me uh, next week, back at the at the satellite, back at the home studios, the JJ Sexay Studios for uh, Over the Limit in seven days. Then we take three weeks off before we get back into June, See, May, June, and July. We go three weeks off, then two weeks on, three weeks off, two weeks on. It's it's a strange schedule. Uh, so let's go to the listing of the other eight matches on the nine-match card this evening. Robbie E. and Brian Kendrick. Abyss and Crimson. Kazarian and Max Buck. Obviously, Hernandez and Anarchia just defeated Neil and Moore, as obviously now Karen Jarrett is trying to sell some sort of ankle injury. Uh, Mickey James and Madison Rain for the women's title. Jarrett and uh, <laughs> Mrs. Jarrett against Kurt and China. Chris Harris and Matt Hardy against Beer Money, Dreamer and AJ Styles, and, of course, the World Heavyweight Championship, Rob Van Dam versus Sting. While it's uh, going on at the moment here, obviously there was some Twitter talk earlier today, and it made its way onto the front page of TNAwrestling.com a few no. hours ago, Trey Dog. Uh Karen Jarrett wants nothing to do with China, does she?
1: I, You know, I'm just sitting here watching Karen come to the ring with a boot on her right ankle and uh, a pair of crutches and That's a boot as a boot on your foot not a boot like you Canadians say but <laughs> as I'm watching them walk to the ring Gingerly as the king of the mountain is helping her ever so slowly walk down the entrance ramp uh, I mean she's actually going slower than Hogan if that tells you how slow she's going down the ramp <laughs> but I think this adds unique variable and makes this match harder to call. And I say that because Kurt Angle has been nothing but a step ahead of Jeff Jarrett Monday through Saturday every week since this feud started. For some reason on Sundays, Kurt Angle turns into a fucking retard and Jeff Jarrett gets the upper hand every Sunday. Now, Monday through Saturday, Kurt Angle's whipping that ass. But on Sunday, Jeff Jarrett owns Kurt Angle. You factor a nice crotch shot there, Miss Jarrett. You factor that into the situation, along with now, and I said it on, I believe, Unplugged Friday night, filling in for J.J., that the Amazon was going to be Jeff Jarrett's card that he was going to play to counter China. She was already on the roster. Many thought she was going to be Kurt Angle's mistress. I believe they thought she's ready yet. But the fact that she stays on the roster, you know, it was a pretty easy call. I'm not going out on a real big limb here that she was going to be Jarrett facing the hole. They sped that up a little quicker than I thought. I thought at least China would get her hands on Karen first, forcing Jarrett to bring in the Amazon. But it looks like they're going to do this ankle injury which forces Jarrett to bring in the Amazon as his tag team partner. The problem I have with picking this match is Kurt Angle's Sunday record against Jeff Jarrett, number one. Number two, now you've got a pissed off woman with a weapon at ringside. She's got crutches and a boot. So, does Karen Angle factor into the final decision of tonight's match? Or, Do they finally let Kurt Angle get the one-up on Jarrett on a pay-per-view?
4: Well, that's the question. I mean, you you were absolutely right about the Monday to Saturday, which includes, of course, Thursday, Impact Wrestling uh, dominating this feud. But this has got to end. I mean, Kurt Angle was very close to winning the uh, 25-man over-the-top rope battle royal uh, booked by Mick Foley this past week on Impact Wrestling. And obviously, Mr. Anderson has earned the opportunity for the World Heavyweight Championship at Slammiversary. Does that mean we do one more round after this? I mean, I'm getting tired of this. Like, Angle's been in the in the company for three or four years. This is the third or fourth run that Kurt Angle has had with Jeff Jarrett. Obviously, both guys being on both sides of the coin. Uh, good guy, bad guy, of course. But I want this to be over with. What do you think?
1: Apparently, Karen's angle, according to Jim, has broken in two places.
4: Okay, <laughs> You need a lot more than a boot for that. I
1: think <laughs> That's not my diagnosis. That's the doctor It's the crowd booth
4: Must be uh, So what do you think should this be over one way or the other no. tonight? No. Oh my god, really? No,
1: I, I don't think I don't think you can have a feud that has built up this way and this deep and this long as as much time as we have invested in this damn thing I don't want to see China in the ring with Kurt Angle. I don't want to see ISIS the Amazon. And I don't want to see Karen Angle unless she's naked laying in my fucking bed. All right? I want to see Jeff versus Kurt in a steel cage with a roof on that motherfucker. And nobody gets in. Nobody gets out. Last man standing inside the steel cage.
4: Well, the uh, Spike TV representative, Mick Foley, is on his way down to the ring. I don't know if he can he make rulings on nights that aren't Thursdays. I, I'm not sure about that.
1: I I think they're going <laughs> to say that he can because the route they're playing is that not only does Hogan own interest, interest in TNA, but Spike TV owns a portion of TNA. Well, I and guess... with Spike TV's controlling interest in the company, McFoley as the network, you know, representative. He basically is a messenger man for Spike TV. So there you go.
4: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess uh, he, must have showed, he must have sold his majority ownership or, uh, my, well, I guess minority ownership in, to uh, disappear and then eventually come back. I heard rumors a few weeks ago that Mick Foley was going to end his contract in August and then be, back, uh, be gone from TNA once and for all. Who knows? This might uh, reinvigorate him to continue this gimmick for a little bit longer than a few months.
1: Wow, this is interesting. Mick Foley has come to the ring and said he did see the x-ray, and in fact, the angle is broken in two places. However, one thing you cannot tell from an x-ray is gender. Do we know of anybody who's got a broken angle in two places right now? I can't think of anybody, but they're playing it off as if Karen's using somebody else's x-rays.
4: Well, that would be smart. Well, you know what, to me... Karen has become quite the sports entertainer. I mean, she was, yeah. uh, she made an appearance a few, uh, two years ago, and then has been back for the last few months. Obviously, uh, if somebody was going to train her t- to be able to talk, it was certainly in the old days, let's just say Kurt Angle and, and now Jeff Jarrett. She's got some pretty good trainers for how to be in a microphone, but you'd think she'd been addressing wrestling audiences for 10 years based on her experience and on, and, uh, on how comfortable she is.
1: Well, Kurt said on Wrestling News Live in his award-winning interview, cheap plug, that uh, she was a hell of an actress, and she's also a bitch. So it plays hand <laughs> in hand that she gets to play the role of a bitch on TV. That she's very, very good at what she does.
4: All right. Well, uh, let us know uh, here on the stream what the the audio is because I have my audio well, down.
1: Mick is basically wrestling matters in TNA and Impact Wrestling right now. And that you need to be magically healthy by bell time, I've got some bad news. I think you should ready to tell all the matches on as scheduled.
4: yeah, I think so too i mean it's it's a cool way to to try to get some 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 movement on twitter and on the t n a wrestling website between Thursday and Sunday to attract more people to new storylines and and new aspects rather than just a th- a three day pause from. From Thursday to Sunday with nothing going on.
1: Now they're calling it the Impact Wrestling Zone.
4: Hey, there you go. I could handle that. Well, obviously, you were talking on uh, Friday night on Unplugged about the return of, of Joni Lohrer to uh, professional wrestling, and
1: you we're very, on. very
4: excited about that.
1: The match is on. Karen has now thrown down the crutches. She's taken off the boot. She throws the boot at Mick Foley. The jig is up, and Karen. Karen is matched with her husband, Jeff Jarrett, to face Kurt Angle, and don't treat me like a woman, don't treat me like a man, because you don't know if I'm either one, China, <laughs> live tonight.
4: As uh, Jeremy Borash goes to a backstage interview with Brian Kendrick. Well, you know what, guys? Uh, we know that Sunday Night Showdown, as part of the Sunday SNS radio network, is normally a multi-person show uh, past just two people to be able to talk about a three-hour show, just because this is simply a different format than any other type of show that's on the SNS radio network. So at this point, I'd like to invite the first person who can call in to uh, call in and uh, join myself and trade Dog for a few minutes. And then we'll rotate you know, callers uh, throughout the evening.
1: This is kind of like in the wrestling business when two up-and-comers or two grizzled veterans, however you want to look at it, in the wrestling business, <laughs> They go to creative and they say, I've got this idea. I want myself and Internet Dave, one step closer to dashing internet Dave. I've got this idea, JJ, that Internet Dave and I, we want to go three hours. We want to go three full hours on the network. And they say, oh, it can't be done. It can't be done. You can't hold their attention that long. And then we go out, and put out one of the best shows in s radio history.
4: Hey, that's the plan, man. And we're uh, going to do as much of a post-game show as you guys want. I'll, I'll, I got the day off tomorrow. I'll, I'll take calls as long as you guys want to talk about anything regarding uh, tonight's program or anything that you just want to get off your chest. Of course, we'll do that uh, later on in the evening. But we do have a caller. Welcome to uh, S&S. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Who's this?
5: This is the king, the king of all of Italy. Yours truly, Mike Siciliano. I am back to redeem myself from my last appearance, where I was trying to do it with a pin, with a with a pin and a, a paper clip and a couple of pieces of string. How so they call you, MacGyver? I'm, well, it didn't exactly work out as well as I would like, so I'm back. Okay, the name uh, was MacGruber. <laughs> MacGruber MacGyver. Mixed stupid, however you want to call it. So let's do well, some business and let's uh let's get down to the let's get down to brass tacks.
1: What's up no, there? Uh, I.
6: uh not much. What's up there, Outlaw?
1: Oh, just hanging in watching a little TNA. What are your thoughts on uh, the first match with uh, Mexican America going over inking? Do you think it's time and place with what's going on in the world today and everything that's wrapped up into the the uh, force that they're putting behind this this faction? Do you think it's time for them to go all the way to get the tag team titles?
5: yes i do and i also thoroughly thoroughly agree with you with regards to if they had this thought in their head i don't know if they had this thought in their head beforehand or if they got it when rosita came on board but if you would put homicide in this instead of anarchy it would have so much more potency as far as i'm concerned LAX was just such an amazing tag team for the run they had in TNA. And to have them get broken up for whatever reason was just a waste. And it's the same thing I feel about beer money. Beer money, I think, is... I mean, the power has said that they are the Blanchard and Anderson of this generation. And I called them one of the best teams out there since the Horsemen. To see how TNA has taken some teams and turned them into powerhouses and then absolutely just destroyed them in front of the in front of us has just been an absolute travesty. But with that being said, based on what we see tonight, uh, yeah, Mexican America will probably end up with the belts one way or the other. I wouldn't be surprised to see the men and women's tab belts being held by those four by those four talents. I certainly have all the respect in the world for Hernandez, Rosita and Sarita. The jury's still out on Anarchia. As a matter of fact, I had any research to actually figure out who this guy actually was. So, before I before I realized what the story was with this guy and realized who he actually was and where he came out of, because I honestly thought for a second that he might have been a Chavo Guerrero clone, but one way or the other, Mexican America's got a shot to be a, a, a decent force. I also thought Inc. had a shot to be a decent force. But then
4: again, this is TNA, where everything kind of changes on a fly, literally. All right, guys, let's just quickly jump into the quick picks for match number two. Brian Kendrick and Robbie E and what we can best consider a X-Division championship, not number one contendership match, but just a uh, high-profile X-Division match. I believe these two, besides <clears throat> excuse me, Frank Kazarian and Max Buck, were the final participants in the escape match. For lockdown, so it makes sense that they would get the next opportunity at the winner of Kazarian versus Max Buck.
5: Um, Dave, if I could, I'm gonna uh, jump in front of the trade dog and I'm gonna uh, hit with a pick, if you don't mind. Uh, okay. I'm gonna say that this, you know, when I uh, when I did my picks for this for this pay per view earlier in the day, I honestly had no idea why this match was even booked. Based on what you just said from lockdown, I certainly can understand the logistics of having this match booked. With that also being said, I'm gonna pick Kendrick to take the win because I don't think Robbie E has the has the push from the office that he needs to have in order to get a in order to get the next nod for the for the X division title. I think it's a lot that Kazarian will defend the belt against Matchbook Buck tonight and I just don't see um Kazarian-Robbie E. being a high-profile match,
4: while I do see Kazarian-Kendrick being something that the people would pay to see. So I'll just tell you that I'm picking uh, Brian Kendrick also. Uh, I think, Mike, you're exactly right. I think that it's Kendrick's turn. He's been waiting for over a year. Robbie E. had his turn at the beginning of 2011, and now it's uh, Brian's turn, just like his Max Buck's turn later this evening. Uh, this... Well, I have
5: a problem with that one as well, but uh, if I have him still around, I'll discuss that when that, t- when that time comes to pass. But I have a, I have a big problem with Max Buck getting, a, getting an X Division title shot as a singles wrestler because of what I had just said earlier with the tag teams. I don't want to see Gen Me get uh, broken up, and I'm afraid that that's going to happen if uh, Buck wins the X Division title, especially with what is uh, possibly rumored to happen with beer money.
4: So, Absolutely. Okay. Um, Shark has Kendrick, uh, JJ, and Harmony. Both have Robbie E, and I have uh, Brian Kendrick also for the sensational Sean, who's uh, keeping track of the stats. Okay, Mike, there might be a problem with the uh, Skype line, so I'm just going to say goodbye to you for for a while, and we'll uh, we'll get the trade dog uh, figured out here on the Skype line. All right. I guess that means it's time for me to go. Adios. All right, you sound great tonight, and obviously every Wednesday the Pro Wrestling Rewind with uh, the the power Andy Knowles and this gentleman right now the king of all of italy michael siciliano okay mike we'll talk to I you promise, later i promise
5: i promise you one thing we're gonna figure out what the heck happened to skype this week on the rewind and it is going to be much better i i i will put i'll put money on it have a good one
4: dave all right thank you sir all right as we say goodbye to uh mike siciliano but uh robbie e dominating brian kendrick at this point uh match two tonight obviously I've heard a lot of rumors that Destination X in July has been moved from uh, the spring to the summer because it's going to be an X Division showcase evening. Now, of course, that's just a rumor. Nothing's been confirmed. And I'd like to see it. I mean, obviously, August uh, was of 2010 was Hardcore Justice, a reunion show for the old ECW crowd. But tonight and <clears throat> is a, a showcase of the X Division. Obviously, Impact Wrestling is going to try to make a major impact pun not intended and two, we feature two x division matches on the nine match card this evening and hopefully the the july pay-per-view rules come to pass i'd love to see it i mean once a year yeah do something different have a showcase of of one division i think that would be wonderful i remember a few years ago they were talking about an all women's pay-per-view it probably would have only been two hours but it certainly uh, has its place within tna wrestling as well because the knockouts knock themselves out for the, for this company they would like to uh <clears throat> talk to me please just add sunday night showdown to your skype list or call the uh, the number based on the the free service that is indicated on the right side of the chat and we do have somebody calling in and hello sir who's this Bronx. It's that Sorry about that. T M Bronx. How are you tonight, sir? I had my
7: microphone off. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think the trade um, dog's had the microphone off too, but we'll uh we'll forgive him. I think uh, he's got some really big uh really big plans going on. So uh, what do you think of Brian Kendrick and Robbie E. here, uh, T M Bronx? Good match so far. I mean,
7: um, you know, nobody like I've always said, can uh, say that TNA doesn't have great wrestlers as far as in-ring talent. It's just the uh, the storylines that tend to get a little bloated.
4: All right, Brian Kendrick has earned the the pinfall victory here, and I believe he might be uh, perhaps bleeding from his bottom lip. We'll have to get get a better confirmation. I've got a standard def feed tonight, so I'm not really sure what I'm seeing. Brian Kendrick has been around for, what, 13, 14 months, Bronxy and has finally gotten his opportunity very likely at uh, Slammiversary to challenge the winner of Max Buck and and Frankie Kazarian. I think he was a, a great worker in, in WWE, he was a great worker in Ring of Honor and uh, this, this Zen gimmick has something to it I think.
7: Well possibly, I mean you'll have to wait and see. I'll be honest that you know I haven't kept up on TNA as much as I used to, but I'm getting back into it slowly but surely, and um, I mean, one thing I like to bring up, this angle Jared thing needs to end.
4: I mean, if it doesn't <laughs>
7: end tonight, it's like it's just as bad as the Jerry Lawler, Michael Cole crap that's going on the WWE.
4: Well, yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, we want to keep this basically a TNA-centered show, but obviously the odd WWE topic is going to break into the break in every once in a while i was ready for that series to end and if this doesn't end it over the limit i'll be shocked between uh, jerry Lawler and michael cole i think the hall of fame ring and being inducted into the hall of fame with a perfect 3-0 lifetime record is a good idea but i think uh, they have to add a stipulation tomorrow night on monday night raw regarding hey uh jerry Jerry Lawler, if Jerry Lawler wins, Michael Cole is no longer on Raw, and Jim Ross takes his spot once and for all, and Michael Cole is on SmackDown, and if and if uh, Michael Cole wins, then he doesn't need to use the coal mine anymore, because Jerry Lawler can never attack him ever, ever again, and then within a year or two or three of them still working together, hopefully a lot of people have forgotten this idea, and we can move on, but... uh I don't know. I'm hoping maybe uh, Jack Swagger realizes the error of his ways uh, come over the limit in about seven days. That's possible.
7: Uh, one thing I wanted to mention going back to TNA is, um, you know, there are good shots and bad shots. You can take it to WWE when they made fun of the two twenty one eleven promo bad shot. But the fact that they're hitting up this promo now where they say, you know, we you know, we're wrestling, we're into wrestling, we're about wrestling, that's a good shot, and I like the fact that they're doing them, if anyone thinks that that isn't a shot to the WWE, you're crazy, but it's a good one, because WWE going off and calling itself entertainment is ticking off a lot of people in the IWC, so this is one occasion where uh, TNA, who should never really acknowledge the WWE, but If you're going to do it, this is
4: a way to do it. I totally agree with this campaign they're on. I think it's great. Well, you know, I I wanted to bring the topic up with the trade Dog, and we'll wait a few minutes, but I think WWE, let's just throw out some random percentages. WWE is 90% entertainment, 10% wrestling. Ring of Honor is 90% wrestling and 10% entertainment. So TNA, I think if you can find that 50-50 balance, you might be able to track some of the ROH wrestling fans and some of the WWE entertainment fans. Obviously, the gimmicks are a little silly. The storylines are a little russo as we've always said. But if in the long term they can find that 50-50 balance, then that could uh, create some great things long term for this company.
7: No doubt. I mean, it, it's, you know, give us wrestling. Give us th- the way to... Not compete with the WWE, but the way to establish yourself is give us every single thing the WWE isn't. And, uh, you know, giving us straightforward matches without a lot of bull in between uh, as far as just these, you know, stupid segments and all this other crap. uh, That's the way to go. Just make it as much pure wrestling as you can. The way it used to be. That's the way TNA used to be.
4: Well, I don't think TNA really... Would want to go to the roh level of wrestling because i think just like ecw that appeals to too small of an audience
7: well maybe i'm old-fashioned i mean it appeals to me i mean i don't mind you know promos and and of course i like lines but not where you've got you know it shouldn't be 30 minutes of wrestling an hour and 30 minutes of storylines it should be the opposite and It's not that way in the WWE. I mean, between, uh, you know, IDVR Raw and between skipping commercials and skipping the stuff that I don't want to see, I can watch Raw in 45 minutes. And that's (laughs) a shame.
4: Absolutely. Um, Well, now, obviously, Bronxy, we talked to you after the lockdown show, uh, myself and the Shark during our postgame show, along with the trade Dog. And you said that you were going to give TNA another chance and pay a little bit more attention to the product. Let me ask you, how many uh, impacts have you seen between lockdown and tonight?
7: Uh, I've seen maybe two, maybe three. Uh, it's not because hey, that's not I'm bad. still like, boycotting TNA. It's just because sometimes I don't have time. But I think that th- the booking has definitely changed. It's changed since that last pay-per-view. Um, I don't know if maybe. Maybe they put in more charge. I mean, my only reason for not watching TNA is I think that Jeff Hardy should never grace their arena again. That was my only problem with TNA. Well, my only reason for not watching them. I've got a lot of problems with them, but I mean, um, to keep this guy under contract is, a, you, know, the, you know, the Pope Trentavius even said it. That's what's pissing him off about TNA. I mean, uh, other than that, uh, I'll still support it just for the sake of, of having an alternative because to me right now, the WWE is just uh, too much, I don't know if I want to use the word entertainment, but too much non-wrestling.
4: Absolutely. Well, obviously uh, two people who really want to compete inside of the ring to show off their skills as sports entertainers are Madison Rain and Mickey James as uh, the queen of the knockouts has just made her way to the through the entranceway to the to the squared circle and now mickey james is on her way what's your uh, your quick pick for this one uh tm bronx i've got mickey james just to be able to release tara from this craziness once and for all and once again move on with a, an angle that's been going on for too long and and get another female a chance especially from what it seems like on impact the last couple of weeks perhaps uh, it's uh, velvet Sky's time to shine but what are you thinking on this on this end right now?
7: Well, I've got Mickey James, which means she'll lose. So, I mean, <laughs> it seems like a pay-per-view picks. I'm cursed. I mean, I'm cursed like, you know, the family that the freaking Headless Horseman went after. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. But uh, anyway, I'm going to go. I know you guys want to try to get the trade dog back and I hope you can. But I just want to say from the dawn to Skype, you know, uh, <clears throat> Wednesday night, you disrespected Mike Siciliano and the power Andy Knowles by dropping their calls, and I will say this to you, Mike Siciliano is a close, personal friend of mine, and if Skype does not straighten itself out by this Wednesday, I shall consider it a personal insult The Don has spoken.
4: All right. Uh, Thanks to uh, the Don and thanks to T.M. Broggs. Are you and Mike ever going to meet face to face? You guys got to only be about a 45 minute drive away from from that opportunity. I'll
7: buy my brother a dish of pasta and some wine. No problem.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So um, where are you in in New York? Uh, My my family was there uh, in October and said they had a great time, obviously, in all the traditional tourist traps of New York City. Uh, Where are you compared to some major landmarks in uh, NYC?
7: Nowhere. Uh, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in the northeast Bronx along a strip called Pelham Parkway, which connects Bronx Park East to uh, Pelham Bay Park. And um, our landmarks are traffic, floods, and high rent. What about Yankee Stadium? Yeah, I don't go to Yankee Stadium unless I'm held at gunpoint. <laughs> well,
4: the Mets aren't doing much better. So, uh, well, the Mets me- never do much better. But anyway, yeah, well. <laughs> Who knows if they're even getting paid? But that's a, a different story for a different time. Madison Rain uh, against Mickey James right now as the referee breaks up a, a a pin attempt as Madison Rain had her her legs on the on the rope. Another two and a half count as Tara anxiously trying to find out if she's going to be Madison Rain's employee or, or not. All right, Bronxy, thank you very much. We'll wait for the next person to uh, ring us up and wait for the trade Dog to rejoin us here on uh, Sunday Night Showdown.
7: Uh take care,
4: Dave, and hopefully one day you'll pull an Obama and uh show us a birth certificate to prove you exist. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I'm after everything my family said about New York, I'm looking at a New York uh, city uh keychain right this minute. Uh I gotta get over there and uh not only uh see you guys face to face but find out exactly what uh the greatest city in the world is all about.
7: Uh take care, guys.
4: All right, thank you very much to TM Bronx in the chat and on the Skype line here tonight on Sunday night showdown. If I didn't already tell you, I'll tell you that uh, Mickey James was the selection of Harmony and J.J. and myself. The Shark, uh, Mark DiCarlo, has picked Madison Rain, and I think Madison Rain has become a hell of a sports entertainer. She was kind of the third degree from the beautiful people, but she's done a great job. And Trey Dog, I think you would agree that Madison Rain has become a heck of a sports entertainer. Not that that's the goal, but she has earned the television time. She has received.
1: Oh, she's carried the knockouts division since she came in as the third wheel or the sixth toe of uh, the beautiful people. She was their flunky, their lackey, and uh, she has really come in and done a wonderful job. Since I mean, look, I mean, she's just to me—if you want to talk about the best body on a knockout, she's got it.
4: Absolutely, and I mean, this whole queen of the knockouts idea is uh, is a great way to get herself over. And I mean. She, in the last few months, has defeated pretty much everybody in the company, Uh, (laughs) honestly or dishonestly, for your liking. I do have an announcement to make. Absolutely. Go ahead, please.
1: I'm sorry for my absence on the show. Uh, My phone rang. I don't know if you heard that or not. but my, My phone rang. I took a phone call, and on the other end of the line was one Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, my God. And when Diamond Dallas Page calls, you listen. <laughs>
4: yeah, no doubt.
1: Um, I answered the phone. I go, hello. He goes, "Trade Eddie, what's going on? And I was like, I knew instantly who it was from The Voice. And uh, we started talking, and we are going to have Diamond Dallas Page on Wrestling News Live on May the 30th. Oh, wow. That's so, fantastic. Two weeks, I guess, from tomorrow. Tomorrow night That's we will great. have Diamond Dallas Page live on Wrestling News Live. It's going to be a good show. He's gonna. He said, "How long is the show?" Because I can talk for hours. I said, "You talk as long as you want. We'll make it happen."
4: <laughs> that is the Memorial Day weekend down in the U.S. USA. That should be a so, hell of a show.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, was already telling me stories on the phone. He oh my said, god! Uh, you know, I said something about being a WCW guy all the way. And he was like, "Who was your people's champ?" And I said, "Oh, you were the people's champ." He
3: goes,
1: (laughs) "He goes. I had a run-in with The Rock backstage at WWE event when he was up and coming." And he said, "I told him then." He said, "Uh, "We talked, and he didn't know who I was, but we talked." And uh, as I walked away, Big Show said, "Hey, Diamond Dallas Page," and I turned around, and The Rock went, "Oh no way, you're DDP." Well, let me tell you something, buddy. There's only one people's champ. And Diamond Dallas Page said, I looked down the ground, I got the rock right in his face. I said, yep, and you're looking at him. And I turned around and walked off.
4: Very, very nice. That That's excellent. That's uh, that's great. Congratulations. As the uh, as Mickey James comes off the top rope and hits a uh, <laughs> Luthez press to the referee. I'm taking Mickey in this one, by the way. All right. That's uh, four Mickey James and one Madison Rain. It's the, uh, it's the shark that's taking the the lone wolf side of this five-way story uh i don't know if you got a chance to hear in your other ear but uh, we had uh tm bronx on the line for uh, for the time that you were away and man that guy is uh just a class act and he's and i think we're Love convincing bronx. we're convincing him to uh, kind of slowly but surely come come around to tna here good good good
1: i mean it's you know, one of those things where, you know, you either like it or you don't. And I think, like I said earlier, they're trying to give back to the people and give them what they want. One more note on DDP. Um, the reason why the phone call took us is because he's DDP. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm going to listen to whatever he has to say. Um, number two, um, he's going to help us get involved with his YRG program for people who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga. You can uh, get on there. He asked me how much I weigh. He asked me how old I am. Um, He has invited myself to join his personal program.
4: All right. As Tara knocks out Madison with the loaded glove, referee Uh recovers. Mickey James gets the victory. She is the winner of this contest. She retains her knockout singles title, and Tara has escaped the personal services contract of Madison Rain as a... basically the referee was knocked down both people both ladies were asking tara punch the other guy punch the other girl punch the other girl and tara finally uh got up the bravery to knock madison rain the fuck out from what it looked Everybody like tell mickey i'm sorry i don't want to do this but i have to absolutely and and uh, madison rain went down like a like a sack of shit and uh tara is ecstatic that she is now. She's a, free uh,
1: at last! Free at last! Oh my God! The spider bitch is free at last.
4: Free at last! Absolutely. Well, that's uh, congratulations to Mickey James. She retains her title as awesome. all members of Fortune are being uh, being interviewed by Jeremy Borash in the back here. Madison in, uh,
1: good too. God absolutely.
4: Damn. Here at TNA Sacrifice 2011, and I think uh, Trade Dog, we're reaching almost the the. Uh, the one-third match, or one-third point of the show in terms of time and in terms of matches, so I think this is a great time to take a break.
1: uh, Before we jump into a break, real quick, let me finish what I was saying about DDP. Um, He's invited me to join his program himself, and he said he will, by phone, instruct me on what to do. And I'm going to take him up and see what happens, but you'll be able to get links to uh, all that plus He's going to talk about the behind-the-scenes of the uh, new Nitro video, WCW video that's coming out for WWE Films, where he is the host. And uh, he said he wants to talk a lot about that as well. So it's going to be interesting. Mark your calendars, May the 30th, for Diamond Dallas Page on Wrestling News Live.
4: Absolutely. Should be a, abs- should be a, a great interview. And, of course, you guys have got uh, the Road Dogg Jesse James tomorrow night as well is yes. that correct
1: do double you know it's going to be a another fun interview with another member of degeneration x so
4: you didn't know well yeah Boy, you got-
1: better call somebody
4: <laughs> well you guys had a fantastic interview with uh, <clears throat> with badass billy Gunn this past monday i got a chance to listen to it uh on tuesday on a very long drive and it was uh made the drive a hell of a lot shorter but as
1: uh, get to the point where WNL is going to take over internet wrestling radio it's getting out of hand
4: well that's the point that, that's the plan that is the absolute plan alright it's time to uh, take break number one here on Sunday night showdown Trey Dog and internet Dave and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes please uh, stay, stay with us and we'll be back for segment number two in just a couple of minutes
0: Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA, and you're listening on the FNF Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real.
8: Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the
1: life of Rick Flair. Woo!
3: Rick, take out the trash! Today, right here,
7: you gotta beat Rick
3: Flair! Rick, are you wearing that robe again in here? Woo! I told you, no one wears it in here but me. Woo! 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 Rick, the dishes aren't done. Get the dishes done, Rick. To be the man,
7: you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here.
0: I'm the man.
3: Or I'll show you who's the man.
0: I'll kiss your boots if you can do it. Woo!
6: That's it, pretty boy. It's on now.
8: This is been a day in the life of Ric Flair. Brought to you by Wrestling News Live.
4: Hey, you.
6: Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out The New Unplugged on Friday nights? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out The New Unplugged Friday nights with JJ Sexy at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, where JJ covers SmackDown video games and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat.
2: not getting enough TNA wrestling, it's time to join TNAondemand.com, the place to access over 300 hours of classic TNA programming, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. TNAondemand.com is the ultimate resource for pay-per-views and exclusive TNA programming. Log on to gain instant access to every TNA DVD ever released. Go to TNAondemand.com to get started right now.
3: Just in case you forgot, I am the phenomenal AJ Styles. I am the most
7: decorated wrestler no in TNA history. No I invented Only the Expedition. I made I the ultimate X shit. famous. I'm on top of the world. My obsession.
4: All right. Welcome back. It is Sunday night showdown on the SNS radio network, Internet Dave and the Trey Dog himself, the outlaw of the Internet wrestling community, are here tonight as a twosome for TNA's sacrifice pay-per-view, the May edition. It can't be done. It can't be done. Two people for three hours. No it, way. <laughs> it absolutely can be done. And we hope you're having as much fun as we are having broadcasting for you this evening. We are into match number four already in progress. It is Max Buck and Frankie Kazarian for the TNA X Division Championship trade-off.
1: i got to tell you, this Max Buck has grown on me a lot. I like him more as a singles wrestler now than I do as a tag team because I never was big on Generation Me or whatever they were called. But Kazarian is one of my boys. Uh, when I first, when I very first hooked up with TNA Wrestling, and uh, we started going down their roster and interviewing people, because Zarian was one of the first bigger names that we got, and and uh, he's was division champion I think at the time. And man, what a super nice guy! And got to meet him and hang out in person. Very very cool guy. Awesome. He was an awesome chick back at the time. Uh, you just want to scrape up his leftovers because the guy everywhere we went in Nashville, people were all over him. Um, Went to WWE for a while and still gave us the time of day, which was cool. Called us on an airplane on his way back to California from the WWE to give us the scoop on why he asked to be released. So I I will always think highly of Kazarian for, you know, he could have called any radio show he wanted, but he called ours and I appreciate that. So
4: Absolutely. I'm
1: going to take, take Kazarian in this match. I don't think Buck is quite ready to be the X division champion. And with a turmoil that I'm afraid that's about to hit Immortal, or not Immortal, but Fortune, I think that you don't want to shake things up too much. I'm going to go with Kazarian on this one.
4: I'm going to go with Kazarian, too, just because I don't recall watching the last two impacts in the last couple of days to get ready for tonight that this match was even mentioned. Well, I
1: think they mentioned it a little bit in the the 25-man battle royal when Kazarian was in there. They mentioned it a a time or two, but there hasn't been any interaction between these guys. And it was, like you said, three weeks ago when they just decided who was going to be the number one contender. They just haven't done anything
4: since. Yeah, it was obviously that uh, six-man X skate match from lockdown, the opening contest of that evening, that decided this. Uh, You know, it was strange because Max Buck was the singular selection of, of Harmony. Uh, that night which kind of surprised uh, myself and and you yourself and the shark when we did the lockdown show at uh at the shark tank uh four weeks ago and she is picking him again tonight i guess we're gonna have to find out what she sees in max buck that maybe uh nobody else on this network has seen
1: no 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 no, no, don't, 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 don't go there because i see it i see it as an individual wrestler i do see it i think he's better as a singles coming out of a split of a tag team than Matt Hardy ever was I think Max has got potential to be a good singles wrestler once they get him out of the, the whole Generation Me tag team that's just my personal thing I think Harmony would agree um, this guy's got talent but I just don't think with any publicity any push any hype into this title match it just tells me they're not ready to put the title on a guy that you've got to learn about Kazarian, you already
4: know, he's the safe bet. And that's the way I think it's going to end up going. Absolutely. Well, tell me about this predicted animosity within Fortune. I haven't gotten that sense. Obviously, Christopher Daniels is the outsider looking in, but where are you getting this from?
1: I'm thinking, like we talked about to open the show, they're going to unfortunately break up beer money so that that Rude could go on a singles push. The only way to do that is James Storm Or rude, one turns on the other, breaking up the tag team. They are talking about putting America's most back together again. That's what the rumor is. If that's the case, I think that this was a dumb way to bring in Chris Harris. I think it was a stupid way to bring in Chris Harris. Harris was an original member of TNA and a proud founding father of TNA wrestling until they shit on him. They turned him heel. They made them a part of the Canadian screw job, where Jarrett stole the belt from Raven. And I know firsthand that Harris nor Storm either wanted to be a part of that storyline. But when you're a clown in a circus, you do what Bozo says. And they just followed what they were told. They did it. They turned heel. They did not like their heel run at all. And I think that, you know, they could have brought Chris Harris in had, had Immortal jumped Robert Roode for what he said the other night when he spoke up against Hulk Hogan. That was the perfect window for Immortal to jump Roode by his backstage, leaving Chris or leaving James Storm alone to find a tag team partner for this match. And, you know, everybody in the back, Fortune's all freaked out, and he says, hey, look, I got a guy, I trust this guy, I'll make one phone call. We'll be all right. Boom. He calls Chris Harris and for one night reunites America's Most Wanted. This gets Chris Harris back in the company, gets him in as a member of Fortune. You know, everybody's happy. He's a baby face where he should be. And I just think they dropped the ball by making him a part of Immortal. I just don't think it works.
4: Well, obviously, uh, Kazarian and uh, Max Buck going back and forth here at the impact zone getting a, a very large crowd reaction from the uh, the Impact Wrestling Zone in, in Orlando tonight. Max Buck with a, a, a tough two-and-a-half count. But when do you think the whole Chris Harris-AMW reformation could take place?
1: Well, it could happen tonight. I mean, it could happen as early as the match tonight with Booker, or with, with Booker, with uh, James Storm turning on Robert Roode and hitting him with a beer bottle. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I'm just saying that down the line, that's what I expect to happen.
6: Absolutely. Which, again,
1: makes for an interesting pick when it comes time to make your selection.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, huge move off the top for Max Buck. He's looking for a pinfall. Cannot get it. And uh, the first few rows of the crowd in Orlando are just kind of standing and not clapping or cheering, but hopefully uh, everybody else at the impact zone is going to do that. Uh, Trey, obviously you've been to... Uh, the asylum in Nashville and you've been to the impact wrestling zone in Orlando, I imagine another trip there would be a, a long term vacation goal for you.
1: Um yeah, I'm gonna go back to the impact zone. Um I'm just I'm just kinda picking my spot right now. Um I just got a, a chance to cut a couple of bills that I had in my life out I, I pay things off and now that cash could go to a vacation fund finally again. Um but yeah, I plan on going back and doing that. I'm, you know, I'd like to, to, you know, do a lot of things. I'd like to take a trip up to Canada for WrestleMania and be a part of the show live. Um, I'd like for my co-host to be able to come back to the states and join me in Orlando, and bring his wife. So I mean, there's a lot of things in the future, and uh, the the good thing is, is that Wrestling News Live right now is stronger than it's ever been, and that that's you know that's a good thing not a bad thing
4: <laughs> that's right absolutely well i was just uh, checking out the 2012 schedule for pay-per-views that they've currently announced and uh the royal rumble in 2012 my favorite event of the year is going to be in toronto so that's uh, a great opportunity for myself the shark and both members of the jackson family because uh jj can leave uh, alberta he just can't leave canada so That'd be a perfect opportunity for the four of us to travel to a Canadian pay-per-view. That's our favorite pay-per-view of the night, all at the same time. Favorite pay-per-view of the year, all at the same time. So it's uh, a, a power bomb off the uh, the ring apron by by Frankie Kazarian onto Max Buck here as uh, the action continues in this exhibition title match. By the way, when it comes to the quick pick game for the hosts, we have everybody except Harmony selecting Max Buck for. Uh, for the Sensational Sean's records in the in the pay-per-view prediction game.
1: Uh, you got that backwards. Everybody took Kazarian except for Harmony, who took Max Buck.
4: Excellent. Thanks for, uh, for correcting that point for me.
1: <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I didn't take Max Buck.
4: Okay. Everybody took Kazarian except Harmony, who took Max Buck. Let's uh, continue along here with another caller. We've had Mike Siciliano tonight. We've had, <clears throat> we've had uh, T.M. Bronx tonight, and we've had, hey, Diamond Dallas Page tonight. So uh, <laughs> yeah. it should be a, a heck of a next couple of hours here on the SNS Radio Network as we continue with the show that the, that the website is named after. Some fantastic action in the ring here. Just What a great match. A second example of what the X Division can be and should be in this company. As Kazarian does chanting, get the three Frankie. count. Frankie. Frankie gets the, the three count and Immortal... Is still looking for, excuse me, fortune keeps their championship. And uh, Max Buck uh, put up a hell of an effort. And you have to think that, that uh, Brian Kendrick, who won the unofficial contenders match tonight, probably gets the next opportunity, just like Slammiversary, for uh, for Mr. Anderson. And I'm what do you think of out,
1: No attempt at the uh, flux capacitor, um, you know, nothing really off. Outstandingly high flying by Frankie, but he's not one of those high flying X Division guys. He's more of a ground based guy. um, Using what looks to be the Shining Wizard as his finishing move, and he smoked it. Nailed uh, Max Buck right, as they say, into face with the Shining Wizard. Max Buck, Kazarian, a great five star match right there. Uh, The crowd into it. They were chanting, Let's Go, Frankie, for most of the match. Uh, Fortune looks strong as they uh, retain their X division title, and a great match to keep the X division on the map.
4: Absolutely. Um, I was talking about it with T N Bronx while you were on the line with uh, with Diamond Dallas about the possibility of the rumor, as weak as it might be, but the rumor that I've heard the Destination X in July might be an all X division pay per view just to show off the division. Uh, wh- I
1: don't think they can do that. I don't think at this stage of TNA, you know, they they, they were they were moving along pretty good. If you go back to the uh, ECW pay-per-view you know, that they had one more stand or whatever the hell they called it, one more last stand, whatever. Um, if you remember right, TNA roll. They did that, and it was like they put the brakes on, on a big steep curve and went off the side of the mountain, and everybody went, what the fuck? What are they doing? Then they ended up having what was supposed to be their pay per view on the next Impact, which was an amazing show because it was pay per view quality matches. But I don't think they've ever recovered from that, and I don't think they're in a place right now where they can again have a a gimmick pay per view because I just think it would end up costing them
4: in the long run. Well, what about the issues on the last uh, I believe not this past Impact, but the Impact before, where the Exhibition wrestlers came up to Eric Bischoff and said hey, why'd you fire Jay Lethal? When do I finally get my opportunity? And then Eric Bischoff saying... Jay Lethal
1: will be back. I have a feeling Jay Lethal will be back. And here's the thing. As far as an exhibition pay-per-view is concerned, why are we supposed to have faith in the exhibition when the company itself doesn't? If they're not going to put the exhibition out there on impact and on pay-per-view and make us believe that it's as strong as we know it could be, then I'm not going to buy it. You're gonna have to give it to me first. You're gonna have to show me for several impacts in a row how great that exhibition can be before I'm gonna believe that you can carry an entire pay per view with it. Nor do I want to do. I want to pay for the damn thing.
4: Absolutely. Um, Well, I mean, obviously, uh, Hardcore Justice uh, back in August of 2010 was a gimmick show and apparently drew some fantastic numbers. Uh, A lot of people panned it outside of this network because. You know what, I enjoyed watching it as the toothless, almost toothless abyss uh, is uh, being interviewed by Jeremy Borash in the back. That drew a lot of fans, a lot of pay-per-view buys, but a lot of pandering by the so-called experts. But I mean, I remember we had a lot of fun that night, and it's, uh, it's too bad that it, it went to shit like it did, but uh, EV2 had, had their run, and now they're gone, and everybody can relax.
1: I like what they're doing here with Abyss. Um, you know, I talked about it the other night when JJ had some dental issues and I said, well, coming up, I'm going to have to go get some teeth worked on. Basically, what he's got missing is a bridge. Four fake teeth that are stuck in the bottom of his mouth. Mine are on the top. I've got a bridge now, but I have to have it replaced. So I'm going to go in and have that <laughs> done. so I don't look like Abyss.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't think, he wants to take a lot of uh, family photos right now with, uh... no, 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 no. <laughs> well, well, at least remove the mask first before you get the family photos done. But yeah, you can see him bleeding from the mouth during an Impact match uh, that led up to this pay-per-view contest. Now, what about Samoa Joe? He's been involved in this and is obviously not directly scheduled in this contest. It was a three-way dance on uh, this past Impact. Great
1: match, but way too short.
4: Absolutely. Um, what about Samoa Joe? Like he didn't care about getting the win or the loss, and just kind of went away. And Crimson maintained his undefeated streak.
1: Not necessarily. I think he cares. That's why he's in. in, in that's why he's in the in the storyline. But um, I think he went to attack Crimson after the match, and Abyss was already doing it, and Joe is still a tweener, he still leans towards the babyface side a little bit, and he didn't want to have anything to do with jumping a man who was already down and being beaten. So he didn't want anybody's scraps, basically. So we'll see. I think Samoa Joe gets involved in the match.
4: Absolutely. Well, I don't have anything officially on the record, but now that the Pope D'Angelo De Niro has basically disappeared, I think in the last 12 months, Samoa Joe has a, has missed more pay-per-views than he's appeared on for, the la- for, for TNA Wrestling. And it seems like uh, there's always a long-term chapter, a long-term story with several chapters to be written. And, right. and uh, most of the time, they don't require I, Samoa Joe to wrestle to, to write those chapters.
1: I'm one of the few people that did not like the Pope Samoa Joe feud. I thought it was worthless. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was based on nothing. It was thrown together, and it made no damn sense to me at the time with the Pope, who was a babyface, and had the crowd eaten out of the palm of his freaking hand to turn heel by videotaping Samoa Joe, and by Samoa Joe videotaping him, and you know putting up animals fucking on the Titan Tron. It made no sense to (laughs) to do that the way they did, to me at all. It was a very horribly thrown-together feud, and I'm glad that it was over with and done with quickly before it killed both of them. But the Pope now gone, back to Elijah Burke and WWE, working for OVW soon. And uh, Samoa Joe left to, uh, you know, have the bad taste in mouth and TNA over the, the stupid feud that he had with the Pope. Um, I like Crimson. I think this guy's got potential. I like the way he fights in the ring. I said it last week on Unplugged. He brings that Muay Thai fighting style to the ring, and that's a style that lends itself to lean tall muscular people and he does it well um, it translates well to professional wrestling when in the hands of the right person and uh, depending on this is a tough one to pick depending on Samoa Joe's interference Crimson still has that winning streak Goldberg esque Samoa Joe esque which is why Joe's involved in this in the first place uh, he doesn't want anybody to, to, to beat his undefeated streak I guess he sees the potential in Crimson that I see and uh, I'm going to take Crimson to keep that streak alive.
4: All right, Crimson for the Trey Dog. Uh, Abyss for Harmony, Jeff, and for the Shark. So uh, you're kind of going against the grain at this point. Um, you know what? I'm going to take Abyss. I like also. it when I <laughs> I'm going to take Abyss also here just because I think the undefeated streak isn't as big of a deal as it was for Samoa Joe or obviously for as, for it was, as it was for Bill Goldberg. Well, and. you
1: say that, but that's what they're basing this whole thing about. So it's got to be it got to mean something.
4: Well, uh, my theory, my fantasy booking sounds the—the uh, the sound effect is that Samoa Joe gets involved, defeat, allows Abyss to uh, defeat Crimson, and then Crimson versus Joe is the next program headed to Slamiversary. But we'll have to wait and see on that. Has uh, Crimson added some new tattoos in the last four weeks since lockdown? I don't think so. Oh, okay, because it looks a lot more defined and a lot. It's Randy Orton-esque right now with this tattoo. Well, he's
1: got that look that Kevin Nash was talking about on wrestling news live that, you know, power plant impact, you know, power plant, whatever they call their, their power plant, um, you know, jacked up, geeked up, tall muscle bound, free. They're all a dime a dozen, but I think Crimson has a unique look. I like, I like his look, uh, To me, he doesn't look like your typical big guy. Granted, he's tall and he's he's cut, but he's not thick. He's kind of skinny, so it makes him have a a, a bit of a unique look.
4: Absolutely. Well, I remember we uh, chatted about Crimson during our lockdown program with the Shark last month, and you uh, basically made the same type of complimentary points about him. As as, uh, Abyss ducks away on the floor and Crimson runs headfirst into the uh, the pole uh, holding up the one side of the ring, but I even like the name. I mean, he's Amazing Red's big, big, big brother and uh, has the reddish hair, and I, I think it works. It's it's a cool idea. I Obviously, think
1: Crimson's got the look of a guy who, if he could act at all, would be good in a superhero movie as either a superhero's alternate identity or a villain.
4: Absolutely. And uh, T-E-H-L-O-U in the uh, chat room says his, his intensity and demeanor was incredible, so but he does not like the name Crimson. I I don't mind it. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, we uh, are still looking for another color to join us here uh, for uh, our continuing coverage of Sacrifice on behalf of TNA. Feel free to add Sunday Night Showdown to your contact list on Skype or use the the method indicated on the right side of the of the window to uh, call us for free using the the, the system provided. Obviously, Lucas well,
1: in the chat room it says Goldberg was unique. Crimson has a crap name to start with. I don't think there's anything wrong with Crimson. It's a whole lot better than Dolph Ziggler.
4: <laughs> I remember the classic line from The Rock: "What, who the, what the hell is a Dolph Ziggler anyway?" And that got a huge cra- crowd reaction. Uh, if Dolph just...
1: Ziggler was set up to fail. He wasn't supposed to be over. That's why they gave him a crap name and thought that he wouldn't last six months. But the guy got off his ass and showed that he belongs and that he's the main event superstar of the future. Now. Now they're stuck with
4: yeah exactly well what what about that uh doesn't need the hair coloring anymore does he Dolph.
1: no now he's uh Dolph ziggler 2.0 new and improved
4: absolutely and obviously uh i'm not sure what what's going to happen to him going forward on the raw brand obviously with these successions of pay-per-views back to back so quickly it uh, doesn't give the guys who are not scheduled a, a lot of time to shine because it's all about promoting the next show, promoting the next show, but hopefully maybe a week from Monday we can see <clears throat> Dolph Ziggler and Vicky Guerrero get back into a, a main, main program. Uh, this is the fifth match of the evening, which is kind of the unofficial halfway mark. Just to review what has occurred so far, Hernandez and Anarchia defeated Jesse Neal and Shannon Moore. Brian Kendrick defeated Robbie E in an X Division contest. Mickey James over Madison Rain with the help of Tara to release her from her personal services contract. Frankie Gazarian over Max Buck to retain the TNA X Division Championship. Abyss and Crimson in progress, obviously. We have four more contests to come. The Jarrett family, Karen and Jeff versus Angle and China. Tommy Dreamer and AJ Styles, Sting and Rob Van Dam, and of course Chris Harris and Matt Hardy versus Beer Money, Robert Roode, and James Storm. Trey Dog, when it comes to James Storm, he's had a couple of, over the last six or seven weeks, a couple of very exciting promos on basically ripping apart Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair and all of mortal, and a lot of people have kind of gotten on the momentum of <clears throat> Robert Roode, hoping that maybe that this split away from beer money will be along with these two promos ripping Hogan limb from limb will finally be the opportunity for him to uh, to, to break through and finally get his opportunity after being with the company for a long, long time.
1: Well, I think TNA is handling this in the right way to an extent. This is kind of a long winded explanation, so I'll try to get through it as quickly as I can to get back to the action. But, I think that nobody has stepped up since Flair's departure and said, Hey, uh, you know, I'm the leader of Fortune. And I think it's just been assumed that AJ is the leader. But you know what happens when you assume? Um, I think Robert Roode is stepping up, saying he's the leader, he's the mouthpiece, he's the focal point. And I think to further that point, That's where they're putting AJ in a small side program with Tommy Dreamer and then AKA, you know, Bully Ray, whatever, to kind of make that, you know, a side project to the main picture of what Fortune's trying to do, and that's taking out Immortal. And I think that Bobby Roode is going to be the guy that steps up to be the mouthpiece. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out with this beer money thing and how they break them up. That's going to determine who is babyface or heel going into this. I think Rude's a better heel, but I think they were testing the waters by giving him the microphone on Impact and saying, okay, go up there and cut promos on Immortal. And when he did it, the crowd was way behind him. They were you know, chanting his name. He was over with the crowd. So it shows that the crowd, the Impact Zone, love Bobby Rude, and he has a chance to be that baby face leader. Now it's in the hands of the TNA creative, and we all know what could happen from there.
4: Absolutely. Uh, unpredictability is the, the <laughs> is the course of the day in that situation. As Abyss has brought Janice into the ring, waiting for the uh, Crimson to stand up, he threw the referee away. Crimson with a spear to knock Janice out of Abyss's hands, and two and a half for Crimson. So you might, uh, you might be right after all here, Trey Doggin. Break uh, the streak of the other four members of this network. Of this, I'm
1: about two seconds behind you. Right now, business just now asking Crimson to get up, and he's just now delivering the spear.
4: That's well, about a five to ten second delay, but hopefully, yeah. it, if you guys are ahead of us, just or if you're behind us, just uh, pause your players for a few seconds, and then you'll be right in line with uh, myself and the trade dog. If if you're too far ahead. And you're being spoiled to what we're seeing a few seconds. Janice now now being taken out
1: of the ring by the referee. Crimson asking, why was that not a three count? Crimson first to get back up on his feet. Abyss now back up on his vertical base. Looking for another spear. Crimson goes for it, gets the big boot to the chops, and goes down like a sack of potatoes.
4: Oh, there it is there. He's going for a quick three count that he does not get. But you know what, Dog, Obviously, uh, we'll talk more about... Robert Roode and, and James Storm coming up during their tag team match against Matt Hardy and Chris Harris. But obviously, Abyss and Crimson draws into Samoa Joe. they
1: really behind this match a lot more than I thought they might be.
4: Absolutely. Uh, that Abyss and Crimson draws into Samoa Joe, which kind of draws into the Pope D'Angelo De Niro leaving the company. I know you talked about it a little bit on Plugged, but would you like to expand on your thoughts about Elijah Burke Uh, leaving the company and already being booked for an OVW show. Obviously, this was his chance to make a bigger name for himself after only being part of that faction in ECW.
1: Well, I look at it like this. You know, and even talking to Diamond Dallas Page a few minutes ago, he told me that he had an idea for a storyline between him and The Rock. And he said, uh, I woke up about 4 a.m. and rolled over and woke up Kimberly and told her this whole story. And she said, but honey, you don't work at the WWE. And he said, yeah, but someday I want to. And that was when he was peaking WCW. You know, ultimately, the WWE is the place that every guy that puts on a pair of boots wants to be. They may not tell you to your face. They may not say it out loud. But inevitably, unless your last name is Borden, the, last, the, the, the first place you want to be in wrestling is the WWE. Hands down. I think when Elijah Burke got released, he was doing well at ECW. A lot of people that were ECW followers of this ECW 2.0 by WWE, they really liked Elijah Burke. The problem is, it was one of those typical, we hear it all the time, we're sorry, we don't have anything for you in creative story deals, and they let him go. I think he looked at it as, I'll go to TNA, develop a new character, reinvent myself, show them what they're missing out on, show them I can have the crowd eaten out of the palm of my hand, and now the Pope can go to WWE and be Elijah Burke again, knowing what he knows now and being was as the Pope, and he'll be over. And I think it was just a way of basically uh, to, to put it in terms people will be able to understand a little easier. He went from the major leagues down to the minors, and now he's been called back up. That's basically it.
4: All right, we have a finish to this match, don't we?
1: Yes, we do, with a Batista bomb, basically. Crimson able to lift the big Abyss up and power bomb him for the one, two, three, as his hand is raised and Abyss is on the floor, shaking the cobwebs of uh, whatever Crimson calls that move. If it's his finisher, it looks just like the Batista bomb, and he nailed it on Abyss right in the center of the ring.
4: And uh, no interference by Samoa Joe, not one second of camera time for Samoa Joe. So
1: my so. prediction stays intact as the streak continues for Crimson.
4: Well, and some streaks are going on in the chat room. L Train and Ashley and Anthony are all five and zero to this point. So congratulations! Now, I to I would
1: them. be. Uh, technically, I would be, but I was on the phone. P. I missed the the uh, the match between Robbie E and and uh, Brian Kendrick.
4: Well, what would you have said?
1: I would have said Kendrick.
4: All right, well, we'll let the official referee, the sensational sequel, make However, it. However, if it comes
1: point. down, sorry, Sean, I love you to death. and You're doing a great job with all this. But when it comes down to me talking to Diamond Dallas Page or doing a pick for Robbie E. and, and Kendrick, I'm going to miss that every time.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, if you guys would like to uh, call in and join myself and the trade Dog in the discussion here, as it looks like the uh, tag team title match is the next thing that will be featured here on Sacrifice 2011, we would love to have you. Traydog, uh, now is the time to discuss this tag team title situation. You have to admit that America's Most Wanted and Beer Money are the two most successful tag teams in the history of of this company, which is approaching its ninth anniversary, officially or unofficially, uh, next month during the Slammiversary pay per view. I
1: would like to have I would like to have somebody call in. During this match, because I want to invest a little time watching this and not have to talk as much. <laughs> you guys gotta understand this is my boy, Chris Harris coming back to, to TNA. I want to see how this goes. I can do everything better than they can. Give me the, the the magic ink pen. I just, you know, I want to I want to see things done right.
4: Absolutely. Sorry, we lost you there for a quick second, Trey Dog. Um, can you just uh, make that point again, real quick, if you don't mind?
1: I said I don't want I don't want the people to think I want to take over TNA Created because I think I could fix the, the, the problems and, and have everything fixed in one night. I just want them to do the right once in a
4: while. Absolutely. Well, Trey. Um. Obviously, like I said, AMW and Beer Money, the two most successful tag teams in the nine-year history of of TNA wrestling, and obviously there's one common denominator to that to that exact uh, to that comparison, and that's James Storm. Obviously, the guy has worked hard and busted his butt for the entire time that TNA has been in existence.
1: It's funny because a lot of people said when they were America's Most Wanted that Chris carried the team. And here James Storm is you know, doing it again with Bobby Roode, who is no slouch himself. But James Storm, definitely a very viable part of that tag team and the reason why both teams were very successful.
4: And cold-blooded Matt Hardy comes to the ring. Uh, we have a caller joining us tonight on Sunday Night Showdown. Who's this?
9: Uh, Anthony.
4: Anthony, welcome. Sorry about that uh, earlier problem we were having. All but right. You so, you guys
9: are all talking about um, the Robert Root probably going to become like the single star and have them break up beer money, correct?
4: Correct. Correct.
9: Um, but who says that they have to break up with one of them becoming heel? Trade out? They can have. Um, they can have They can have like Robert Ruth just go singles, and then have James Storm focus on feuding with Chris Harris.
1: That's a possibility, and and, and I wouldn't buy that at all. Matter of fact, I think that I would like that more than 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 anything that's been rumored so far. But I I still like to see Chris Harris get out of the Mortal because he doesn't belong. Yeah,
9: true. Because uh, why have they just want to put Harris as a shock moment?
4: Because they I'm going to have
9: Jeff Hardy, I think, for a while.
4: Well, that's what the go-home show for Impact Wrestling was this past week. It was three shock moments in a two-hour period. And a lot of people were saying that uh, that's too many shock moments for, for one show, especially is. because you don't know how many people are actually watching that that go-home show, anticipating what may or may not be coming leading into like the pay Like JJ
1: said, they should have used one moment to build to the next, to build to the next, to build to the next. Yeah,
4: I
9: think Trey going with a good point there,
4: Anthony. Uh, what else uh, has caught your fancy tonight? According to your chat room uh, speak, you're five and zero oh so far in your in your pay per view picks. Yeah, lucky. <laughs> Are you watching?
9: Um, like Trey one mentioned the picks. I really taking the excitement out of the pay per view.
4: Sorry, what what was that, Uh-oh. Anthony?
9: Uh, but like what Trace said one time, if you can uh, predict all the matches, it's like takes the excitement away from it.
4: Are you, uh, is your excitement diminishing with every correct selection you make?
9: Uh, I'm not really watching the pay-per-view. I'm just listening to you guys on Saturday um, Night Showdown.
4: Hey, well, we appreciate that, and uh, we know that uh, you're you're possibly incurring long-distance charges. Now, this is interesting. With us. Go ahead, I right know. Up.
1: I know that as long as Chris has been wrestling, he's got more than enough tights that don't say AMW on the back. And he wore a pair that has AMW on the back for a reason.
4: Well, I think Chris Harris is in better shape than. Uh, than uh, Brandon Walker. <laughs> than than uh, Mr. Walker was, trade-off. Yeah, off.
1: he's in a lot better shape.
4: Well, we had him on just about a year ago on the SNS radio network, I believe, and, and that uh, archive is still available on. On the iTunes links, either with Wrestling News Live or Sunday Night Showdown. And uh, he had some very interesting things to say that that night, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he was happy. Uh, He's happy now, though. Uh, Through text messaging, I know he's doing well and he's happy and glad to be back. So he was uh, not happy with the WWE run at all.
4: As uh, Jeff, excuse me, Matt Hardy uh, was tagged in by Chris Harris, and he's uh, dominating James Storm at the current time. Uh, Anthony, what else uh, did you want to talk about tonight? Uh,
9: about probably the whole disrespect of America, the, the angle they're doing with um, the X Division. I agree with Tom agree. with Trey. They can't really do probably a whole X Division pay per view. Even though AJ and Joe
1: At this point, they just haven't sold us on the X Division since Hogan and Bischoff took over enough to have a full pay per view.
9: True, and. I'm not, I don't think this is going to
1: happen,
9: but
4: what happens if the whole Jay Lethal release thing is- What if the Jay Lethal release is, is only short-term? Well, Trey Dog, I mean, it's a case where if they're mentioning him on TV, no matter what the company, that means that uh, he's probably not gone for long.
1: Well, it's just like uh, Billy Gunn said. He said you know, he was in the program, and they came in and said, hey, just to clear our books and to do this, we're going to take you off of payroll and make you a per-night, uh, per, per M superstar, or we'll pay you per appearance as, uh, as opposed to the contract, and then we'll bring you back under contract after the books are clear on January. They may be doing the same thing with, with Jay Liesel, just taking him off the books, let him get some rest, and then hey, we don't have anything for you right now, but we'll bring you back, we will have. We'll just take you out the books for right now and get you on a new contract when you come back.
4: Well, the rumor was he wasn't very happy about being released.
1: Well, this is one of those we're not there. So just have to go by what we hear, and I think it's a sad thing that they let that guy go. Time and effort to put into the company. Absolutely. And
9: also being released on your birthday probably doesn't help either.
4: Yeah, getting released on your birthday not a great not a great thing. Ho- hopefully, he uh, <laughs> went to a local uh, <laughs> went to a local bar and uh, got uh, liquored up for two birthdays worth.
1: I know if he was with the Cray Dog, he would have.
4: Absolutely. Well, yeah, that's another part of why you want to go back down to Orlando is not only to see another pay-per-view or Impact taping live, but to hang out with the guys and just rekindle those uh, those friendships of old.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen the guys in a while. I'm looking forward to going back down there and hanging out and having a few beers. I mean, I, I uh, miss some of the guys, and I, I enjoy talking to them through text messaging once in a while and emails, but, you know t put a ban on interviews to where you have to go through the company, and I wouldn't want to do anything to get some of these guys in any trouble, so I just let them go, but um, we're working on that also. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't wait to get back down there.
4: Well, uh, Chris Harris, I believe, sprayed uh, some liquid in, in James Storm's face to get the distraction to be able to now ground and pound uh, in the middle of the ring here at this point. Anthony, uh, any anything else tonight?
9: Uh, not really
4: uh where are you located in this fine world of ours
9: uh california
4: oh well uh now do you watch a stream of raw or do you watch the the west coast feed on usa and then catch the archive of wnl
9: uh i watch the on west coast but since i got dish, i get like three hours ahead so i watch it around six o'clock
4: yeah wrestling yeah. is certainly wrestling nice is- to come home is- to at six uh, six p.m it's a uh, certain it's certainly nice that it's five p.m. for a pay-per-view to begin. That's for sure. It's uh, the pay-per-view's over and it's still light outside. I don't think Corelli's ever called us when uh, when it wasn't pitch black out uh, out in England. Oh, no.
1: I know and I were talking on Skype and we're trying to hook up this Diamond Dallas Page thing, and it was like three o'clock for me and nine o'clock for him at night.
4: Holy cow, that's incredible. Well, I mean, props to the fucking foreign kid because this guy is. Is busting his butt, then I mean he's as he's as valuable a member of this network as anyone.
1: Yeah, he does a good job. He's definitely uh, working hard, and uh, we appreciate every bit of it. All
4: right, Anthony, thank you very much for the call. We uh, thank we look forward to the next time uh, you're able to join us, and uh, we'll uh, get the next much. caller on the line. All
1: right, thank you very much.
4: Okay, Anthony, thank you very much for calling.
1: Great tag team match so far.
4: Absolutely, uh, Chris Harris wants absolutely nothing to do with James Storm, but uh, him and Bobby Roode are are <laughs> are like a couple of uh, elk with with large antlers uh, busting busting each other up in the middle of the ring.
1: is big time into this.
4: Well, I think there's a lot of hardcore fans who perhaps live in the Orlando area who can remember the old days and and are appreciating the Chris Harris's return.
1: Roode and Harris going head to head right now.
4: Anthony is uh, is off the line so if another person wants to call in this would be the the opportunity for you to to join in on this conversation with this tag team match a perfect plex in the middle of the ring by Robert Roode, but Chris Harris I know it's weird it's weird to say that name Chris Harris back in a TNA wrestling ring uh, kicks yeah. out
1: but it was cool to hear the the uh, announcer fine like today say wildcat Chris Harris and James Storm in the same breath again All right. now That sounds better Chris okay. Harris with a pinfall attempt to get the two count, and uh, that's it.
4: Absolutely. Anthony, Commentators you-
1: were saying that uh, Robbie Robbie Roode went to James Storm while Chris Harris was down and said, You want him now, you got him. Matt Hardy broke it up, but they said it seems like everybody in the ring wants a piece of Chris Harris.
4: Absolutely right. Well, Anthony, thank you very much for the call. We appreciate it. I think uh, the phone line into the Skype might have been the issue, but. Hey, we appreciate the call all the way from sunny California, who's been getting a lot better weather than not so sunny uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada has been getting lately. So, uh, obviously with the satellite dishes and the internet streams, Trade uh, everybody on the West Coast and the Mountain Time Zone don't have to rely on the the West Coast feed of of Monday night raw to to then be able to join us for for wrestling news live on the SNS Radio Network. It's I feel bad for the guys that are on the West Coast feed because if they join us for WNL they're kind of being spoiled everything that they haven't seen on <laughs> raw but hey yeah. that that's what satellite dishes are for
1: uh jsk told me about we we talked about that once when we first started out i think we had like six listeners and two of them were from california and they were sending us emails saying we love the show but goddamn can you change the time and we're like no we really can't because we can't go any earlier we can't go any later and we want to be on mondays and you know the thing was is Something that JSK taught me a long time ago: you can't make everybody happy.
4: That is true. That is very, very true. What, uh, what would JSK think about the Wildcat returning to TNA? Do you think?
1: Um, he'd probably be upset that he and I couldn't be there in person. Absolutely. Uh, he would uh, be happy for the guy, and uh, you know, I I am too. I, I, it really hurt my feelings the rap that he got when he got to the WWE as Braden Walker. You know, he hated that name. He hated the gimmick. He hated the fact that after he left TNA, which TNA drove him out, they weren't letting him do anything. They put him in a program with Shark Boy, doing nothing but vignettes at the time. You know, he wanted to go somewhere where he could be somebody and mean something to the company. WWE comes knocking. That's my thing is everybody makes fun of the guy for going, but not one of you fucking people in the chat room wouldn't go to the WWE if they called you right now so i don't want to hear it you know he went and did what he thought was best i wouldn't want to be 70 years old wonder what if i hadn't gone so he did the right thing by going they just fucked him over and didn't want to use him they just didn't want tna to have him. you know and nothing that he did worked over there and he got a bad rap for it so i'm glad to see him back at tna hopefully his name back underneath him and, and, and become a professional wrestler.
4: Again. Very old school tag match here with uh, Robert Roode struggling, but finally uh, gaining the hot tag to James Storm. And Chris Harris is stuck having to face his former partners. Matt Hardy is nowhere to be found. And the crowd is popping for James Storm, finally getting some revenge on Chris Harris. Because, hey, Chris Harris could have joined Fortune, just like Christopher Daniels did. There was no reason for him to join Immortal. And want oh, to go that was against so James great Storm. great
1: right there. Bobby Roode knocks Chris Harris backwards in the turnbuckle, which knocks Matt Hardy to the floor. Gets the hot tag to James Storm. Harris realizes that Storm's the legal man, turns and starts praying for Matt Hardy to tag, but there's nobody there because he knocked him to the floor. And then he kind of did the old Ric Flair panic timeout thing. <laughs> I don't want to face James Storm. Well, it's too late because now the two of them are going face to face in the ring for the first time in
4: years. Absolutely. And I mean, Didn't they have an incredible blood feud when AMW split up? I can remember them having a couple of hardcore matches that went all over the impact zone.
1: What's ironic, though, is that these two started out as enemies and were uh, in a program. um, I want to say, I can't tell you exactly where they started. It might have been Smoky Mountain, but they were wrestling each other in a feud when TNA started and Jarrett called them and said, we want you guys to come to TNA. It's something new we're trying on weekly pay-per-view. We want to put you and your, your uh, you know, guy that you're working with, James Storm, and a tag team together. And both of them said, it'll never work, but we'll give it a try. And boom, there you go. America's Most
4: Wanted was born. Trey Dog need your uh, pick real quick before this match ends. I've got uh, beer money.
1: I'm taking I'm thinking Storm and, and uh, I'm thinking
4: Harris and, and Hardy. All right. So we have a little bit of dissension. Uh, Now, wait
1: a minute. Are the tag team belts up for grabs?
4: Yes, they are. Uh, Just to review the selections, uh, Harmony and JJ both have Hardy and Harris, and the Shark, uh, along with myself, have beer money in this contest.
1: I got Hardy and Harris.
4: (laughs) Matt Hardy back on his feet and and dominating both members of beer money at this point. Attempted twist of fate as James Storm turns it around for a uh, backcracker. I know, I know the WWE names for these moves, not the TNA names. Back to AMW fighting each other. But yeah, a lot of blood was spilled between James Storm and Chris Harris. They had
1: a nice bull rope match to end their feud, but they never really ended their feud, that's the thing.
4: Absolutely. And, I mean, we'll uh, continue along here, but any uh, quick AMW memories, perhaps uh, live and in person, that uh, you can recall from... Your time uh, watching TNA live?
1: Oh, it's just—I mean, every bit as fun as it is. I mean, I—I I like the Impact Zone, but man, the Asylum was something else. That place—that place was TNA, I, and it was a hole in the wall. So I'm glad they got the Impact Zone. Don't get me wrong, but and—and and the reason I say that is because now you can get bigger talent because when they originally were courting Hogan back when Jarrett went to Japan and hit him with the guitar. Uh, Hogan took one step inside the impact or the, uh, Asylum and said You gotta be fucking kidding me I'm not wrestling here, not at this point in my career Maybe when I started, but not now
4: And then Jeff Jarrett flies all the way to Japan just to hit uh, uh, Hulk Hogan in the head with a chair Or with a uh, guitar As the, <laughs> the Classic move From Beer Money to get the pin And they will James Storm pins Chris Harris And Beer Money has retained their tag team championships.
1: Oh no! Now they're doing the old AMW finisher.
4: Yeah, well that's that's exactly what James Storr told Rude to do. He's Rude wanted to do a different move, but Storm's like, "Hey, let's do this old AMW finish." And the death sentence, right there. Absolutely, that's exactly what it was. All right, so we are at the uh, two-thirds mark, six down, three to go, and the three three gigantic matches: Dreamer and Styles, the Jarrett's against Angle and China and Sting and Van Dam. This seems like the perfect time for break number 2. So Trade Dog, uh, we will be back in a few minutes along the uh, SNS Radio Network and myself and the Trade Dog will continue with TNA Sacrifice in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. Stick around, it's going to get better. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Marcus Stevenson from THQ, and you're listening to the SNS Radio Network.
2: These aren't dolls, and they're certainly not teddy bears. TNA Wrestling presents the Deluxe Impact Series 3. Kevin Nash, Jay Lethal, Velvet Sky, Mad Morgan, Shark Boy, Andrew Icons, Steve. Collect them all so you can book your own dream matches. Action figures so detailed, you'll think your favorite TNA superstar is in the room next to you. TNA Wrestling and Jack Specific present the Deluxe Impact Series 3. Action so close, you can touch it.
8: It's time. It's time to
7: stop the name calling, the hurt. The bullying because of race, creed, color, sexual orientation. It's time to treat everyone like you want to be treated. It's time. It's time. It's time time to eliminate, eliminate, eliminate the hate.
2: Eliminate the hate. Eliminate the hate. Epic rap of history.
8: Darth Vader. Mercy! Adolf Hitler! Begin. I am Adolf Hitler! Command of the Third Reich!
9: Little known fact. Also, two by the Mike! You are Vader! Vis your little boots and cane! And help me to cover up that bird ass face. You have the force to move objects.
2: I am a force truly evil. Even went back in time and turned to back as a prequel. Cause look at you, you're not even a real person. I prefer you with space balls. So it's rip a ripple reticence. You
8: can't rhyme against the dark side of the force. Why even bother? So many dudes been with your mom. Who even knows if I'm your father? You're a pissed off little prick with a Napoleon dick. You call that a mustache? I call that dirty Sanchez on your lip. You bitch, let me remind you who you're messing with. Everything that you did, I'm the motherfucker who invented. I'm the original dark Lord you like the sorcerer's apprentice. My sorcerer's make yours look like someone took a piece of shit and cloned it. You stink, Vader! Your star smells something
2: sour! You need to buy up dog here, step in my shower! I'll turn all your friends against you, just my speeches breed haters. Put your lightsaber versus a clan of all your white neighbors? <sighs> Stop my robot ball! Now take a step back and let me freeze yours off. A little carbonite back for your two stepping ass. We'll call my homeboy in Israel. See who got the last laugh.
8: Who won? Who's next? You decide. robot <laughs> Rap Red Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy.
3: Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy.
8: They say those who can't play, coach. Apparently, those who can't coach sit 30 rows back, shirtless, shouting obscenities.
2: Oh, that's right,
8: Thanks to you, our team is armed with game winning tips like catch the ball and throw it. Shout
2: it out loud.
8: You stink. That sucks. What a bunch of losers.
2: Not just catcalls, but subtle psychological ploys to prod your team to victory. Reverse psychology. So here's to you, old oh, Sultan of shouting, because while there may be no I and team, thanks to you, there's always an F and a U. Bud Light beer and bush St. Louis, Missouri. Not getting enough TNA wrestling? It's time to join TNAondemand.com, the place to access over 300 hours of classic TNA programming, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. TNAondemand.com is the ultimate resource for pay-per-views and exclusive TNA programming. Log on to gain instant access to every TNA DVD ever released. Go to TNAondemand.com to get started right now.
4: All right, some old school, old school Impact Wrestling theme music to bring us back here to TNA Sacrifice 2011. Internet Dave, along with the Trey Dog here tonight on Sunday, May the 15th. Having a heck of a lot of fun here with the uh, annual Sacrifice pay-per-view live in Orlando, Florida. Obviously, the Jackson family and the Shark will be back with me next week for Over the Limit on behalf of WWE as yeah, the summer of SNS s kicks off, and of course A couple of big interviews on Wrestling News Live upcoming in the next few days. Obviously, tomorrow night is the Road Dog, Jesse James. And two weeks from tomorrow is uh, an interview just recently acquired by the Trey Dog and the fucking Four Kid, and that is Diamond Dallas Page. And you know what? Uh, Along with all the other listeners, Trey Dog, I'm definitely going to be emailing in some questions for you guys to read to Diamond Dallas uh, for May 30th.
1: Good. He said that he wants to come on. And, you know, definitely promote his YRG, which is, you know, a workout for people who wouldn't be doing yoga. And he wants to promote that. And I don't blame him. I'm going to get on the program with him. He's going to be my personal trainer through the program. I'm going to drop some pounds and get into some shape. And uh, he also said, hey, man, we'll talk about anything. And like I said in the chat room, when a wrestler says, hey, man, if you want the inside scoop, I got it. And I said, he said, I'll talk about anything. How long is your show? <laughs>
4: that, that's a good thing. <laughs> as long as you want it to be, sir. Uh, we don't have to be up on Tuesday morning, so what the heck. Let's go all night long. Well, you know what? Uh, we're, we're, we've moved on to the AJ Styles versus Tommy Dreamer match. And just to get the quick picks out of the way and make sure that Sean doesn't suffer another heart attack, uh, let's go over the selections for the, the host team. Harmony is picking AJ. J.J. is picking Dreamer. Shark is picking A.J. I'm picking Dreamer. And Trey, it's your turn to break the tie, man.
1: Hmm. I'm going to A.J. A.J. Yeah, I think this is going to be a one and done with this, with these two guys. They've already been in a feud recently. Yeah. A four I think this the... is going to be a one and done, and then uh, it'll lead back to
4: A.J. versus Bully Ray a fork in the eye was used uh, the last time these guys faced yes. each other. I believe that was September or October that that match occurred. But uh yeah, I mean that was I, that was gruesome. That was not I like I I prefer hardcore matches when I watch old uh, old shows. Like I'm watching I know I'm a masochist. WCW 2000 right now. Uh I I fast forward through the wrestling matches and I watch the hardcore matches, but A fork to the eye was a memorable moment from that night, and these guys are ready to do it all over again.
1: A page from Abdullah the Butcher.
4: Yes, the newly Hall of Fame Abdullah the Butcher and uh, Canadian Abdullah the Butcher and man that I have been in the same room with and guy who I legitimately did not want to uh, approach (laughs) and shake hands with because the guy wrestling character or not intimidated the fuck out of me and i've shook hands with aj styles samoa joe um anybody and everybody you can think of a professional wrestler in wwe gave me my name but but uh abdullah was just a, another just a, a different shelf on on the uh on the store of wrestlers that i could have selected from and i just stayed away from that shelf uh but you know what speaking of the halt, speaking of abdullah that Draws me into the Hall of Fame, and that draws me into the DVD recently released by WWE this past Tuesday, which includes the Hall of Fame in its entirety as well as uh, WrestleMania 27 in its entirety. And, Trade Dog, there's been a lot of postings in the SNS Radio Network Facebook page. And if you're not a member, we got over 200 members. We'd love to have you. It'll g- give you a great chance to interact with other listeners as well as the hosts and get the latest updates on live broadcasts, interviews, and archive postings. But uh, it depends. The Blu-ray or the DVD, one has WrestlingNewsLive.tk, and the other one doesn't. Of course, right when Triple H and The Undertaker ended. I I can't remember which one is which, but... uh,
1: The Blu-ray, apparently, I'm being told by Brass Eye, the Blu-ray has a different camera angle than the original, but you can still see the sign in the front row.
4: and the the normal DVD is the same. It does not. Oh, okay. They cut
1: to a, cut to a different camera.
4: Oh, okay, but the Blu-ray, they keep basically the same camera shot. So Pretty much. Well, you know what? I, that haven't,
1: was... I haven't seen it yet, but, but it's been sent to my email tonight during the show, so I can check it out when we get off the air.
4: Absolutely. Well, that's what I remember about WrestleMania 27 when we did the live broadcast was, one, oh my God, I can't believe it's on live, and two, will it make the DVD? And, by hook or by crook, it's uh, it made the DVD or it didn't. It's uh, <laughs> let's just say there there was a lot more work to do for the uh, the the, the post production staff of World Wrestling Entertainment that night. I seem to well, have lost. Well, the fact
1: that you know the sign made the DVD on the best DVD that they have, which is
4: the highest definition, which is Blu-ray. I'm happy with that. Absolutely, and in the biggest profile match, and in perhaps the most important moment. Of the most important match, of or the most important pay-per-view, the most important pay-per-view. So it's a heck of a thing. Yes, I'm being reminded by uh, by L Train. I think I was the most shocked person in the in the room that night uh, when Wrestling News .tk got posted, just because I-, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was just shocking, and,
1: uh, and it was uh, funny for me because you guys were about ten seconds ahead of me.
4: <laughs> so I was like, "No way!" And then it finally came on for me, and I was like,
1: "Oh my god, there it is."
4: Absolutely, absolutely. You can't buy advertisers like that, folks. No, and did did we did we see a jump in the numbers on the uh, on the website counter?
1: Yes, yes, a big jump, over two or three thousand jump on the website.
4: Well, people are suggesting that if we do a best of SNS that that should be my clip. I'm I'm thinking uh, we we need to do a new intro for Sunday Night Showdown. Maybe we that are. should if, be my. in the
1: works. We already talked about that. Uh, JJ is going <laughs> to knock that out soon he would have had it done this week had he not been sick but uh we've already talked about doing a new one and uh um, i think that'll be my clip yeah that'll be your clip <laughs> um what was i gonna say i forget now wow.
4: um aj and dreamer continue here i've lost my feed but uh i'll, I'll go and, and fix it in a moment so let's uh get another caller. but trey what were you gonna say i don't remember now it was something to do with that sign and i can't remember what it was well you know what guys in the chat room. Right as the show began, I believe somebody's going to a show here in the next couple of weeks and are trying to figure out how to get SundayNightShowdown.com onto a, onto a sign. Maybe we need yeah. to buy SNS.com as well, or WNL.com to uh, to attract people uh, to the Sunday Night Showdown radio network have I have,
1: have looked—oh, I know what I was going to say. As of yesterday, I want to thank the listeners, as of yesterday— the Billy Gunn interview has gone over a thousand downloads, so thank you very much. Oh, fantastic. Um, but uh the night after WrestleMania, the WNL traffic went from like I don't know, it's normal, to about two or three thousand more hits than it had the night before.
4: Wow. And if most of those people stuck around and and continued to hit the page well more. i know
1: our chat room numbers have grown and so i know our archive numbers are huge and they are growing every week to Absolutely. over six seven hundred downloads a week so we're well, doing good well obviously uh
4: headlocks to headlines is a major major contributor to that and once again the hardest working man in in sports entertainment chris crelly deserves all the kudos in the world for not only uh, the interviews that he gets but the traffic that uh has come to Headlocks and Headlines, and most importantly, continues to go day after day after day to get their latest wrestling news. Of course, wrestling-online.com, the official newsletter of Wrestling News Live for all your latest information delivered right to your email box. What could be more convenient? So uh, a lot of uh, partnerships and affiliates that we have on the SNS radio network. Trey Dog and hey, I uh,
1: love waking up every morning, smoking a cigarette, drinking a freshly poured cup of Mountain Dew having breakfast, and reading my wrestling-online.com newsletter.
4: Absolutely It is
1: amazing. And they send you maybe two or three a day, sometimes four or five a week. Depends on what's going on, but it's well worth it, and it's free.
4: Absolutely, and uh, we've through Jason Clevitz, who I've known for, God, uh, got to be, well, 2002, uh, he put us in touch with Colin Vesalo, and that man is is a hard worker as well, and a hardcore
1: match is broken out here in the impact zone. All
4: right, well, we'll uh, definitely take another caller if anyone would like to call in and and give us their perspectives on this match that we're seeing right now or any of the previous six that we've seen so far or the next two that we're going to see, the Jarrett's versus Angle and China and, of course, Rob Van Dam trying to get that title back that he never was pinned to oh. lose against Sting.
1: We have debris in the ring with trash can lids, trash cans. A.J. put the table in the ring. He's trying to set it up against the ropes. He sees Tommy getting up on the peripheral vision. Instead, he goes forward off the ropes and suplexes the table into Tommy.
4: Oh, my God.
1: Tommy's down as A.J. puts the legs up to the table as he's trying now to set the table up. He's got one half of the table in the air, the other half on the ground like a ramp. And he's got Tommy on the ground. They're trying to get up to their feet. Tommy takes control, picks up AJ. AJ reverses it, throws Tommy into the ropes, into the turnbuckle. Shoulder first into the turnbuckle, into the steel post. He's on the opposite side of the ring. Looks like he's going to use the table for a ramp and do something to Tommy right here. He runs up the table. Boom! Big clothesline off the running jump off the table into the turnbuckles. And then he throws Tommy face-first into the table and goes to the pin. One, two, nope, two count only.
4: Well, the question is, is there a fork in the match yet?
1: No, you can't stick a fork in these fellas yet, although I'm not sure what the hell Tommy Dreamer has on. As the crowd's chanting, this is awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. As AJ Styles, who can wrestle a broom... Delivers with Tommy Dreamer. Everybody thought he had run out of gas back in the WWE CW days. Oh, reversal. Tommy Dreamer into a wicked DDT. Goes for the pinfall. Gets a two count. Shoulder up for AJ. No.
4: What a time for a feed to disappear. That's too bad. Um, can you handle it for about 30 seconds, Trade Uh Do what you do so well, and I'll be uh, back in just a couple seconds. I'll be
1: back as. Tommy takes off his ridiculous t-shirt and throws it in the crowd. I'm surprised as ugly as that some bitch is. Somebody didn't throw it back at him. Oh, and now, Dave, a fork has been introduced. As Tommy Dreamer grabs the fork and is approaching AJ, who is down on the mat. AJ up to his knees. He sees the fork and is now trying to prevent Tommy Dreamer from stabbing AJ in the eye. Tommy's going for the eye. AJ's trying to block it. The two are struggling in the corner of the ring. AJ now back to his feet. His boatmen are still on their feet. Forces the fork into AJ's eye. AJ gets the chop to the chest. Knocks the fork, the fork loose. Nice little Pele kick into the head of Tommy Dreamer, who is now out on his feet. Trash can to the head. And Dreamer is down on the, the mat, face first.
3: Oh boy! Fork
1: I... avoided by AJ Styles. Tommy laying on the table, face down. As the table lies collapsed on the floor, AJ picks up the table, removes it from underneath one Tommy Dreamer, sets it up like he did before for a ramp to a different turnbuckle corner, and Tommy Dreamer punches AJ in a junk.
4: All right, one well, back, and Bully Ray is into the ring, so I, I think I must be a few seconds ahead of you, Trey Dog, but I'll let you, you keep are. going here. Keep, keep uh, telling us what we need to know.
1: Pele to the to the top of Tommy Dreamer's head, the uh, table still set up like a ramp. AJ trying to get Tommy to his feet for the Styles clash poses as Bully Ray hits AJ from behind. No disqualification match, mind you. So it's absolutely legal for Bully Ray to interfere. If I'd have known that, I probably wouldn't have picked AJ. However, Christopher Daniels comes to the ring, chasing Bully Ray out of the ring. I don't know if Bully hit AJ in the back of the head with something or not, but AJ has already started to come to as Tommy Dreamer picks him up. Looks like Tommy Dreamer's going to go for a power bomb on the table. Nope, he's going to try to do the Styles clash on AJ. Oh, nope, pile driver through the table. And Tommy Dreamer gets the three count on AJ Styles after putting him through the table after Bully Ray hits AJ from behind with a I guess the brass ducks or the chain that he usually uses in the ring, I didn't see that. But AJ Styles was knocked out, never regained consciousness really, and Tommy Dreamer picked AJ up, put him through a table with a powerbomb, and from the power bomb just rolled him right up into the one, two, three.
4: And your winner, Tommy Dreamer. Your idiot, the trade dog. <laughs> and the worst part is Jericho's no longer undefeated. Six and one. And he is uh, not happy about it. Lots of i got and... to work on my play-by-play.
1: I haven't done that in a while.
4: Well, that was outstanding, and I think everybody in the chat room will give you a heck of a lot of credit. I ended up being about five to ten seconds ahead, but I'm just like...
1: J.J. is huh? the play-by-play guy. He knows the yeah. moves. He calls them. I'm the color
4: guy. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm, the, and I'm the interview guy in the back. I ask the questions. I'm not very good at answering them. All you have to do is listen to other episodes of Sunday Night Show. I'll tell you what.
1: There's only one copy, but it's out there somewhere, and J.J. knows what I'm talking about where JJ was working a storyline at Oklahoma pro and he was also the the announcer for the DVD that was being filmed or the, or the, whatever was being filmed. And, uh, JSK was the ring announcer that night. And there was a feud, A.K. Michael called Jerry Lawler at the announce desk. And JJ basically ran off his color guy, called a match by himself. Then I came out and, uh, was welcome to the crowd, and uh, joined J.J. at the desk as kind of the heel color man, which was kind of fun. I hadn't been a heel before, so it was kind of neat to do that, and uh, interesting night between me and J.J. on the commentator desk, but, damn, it was a lot of fun.
4: Yeah, I've done uh, heel commentary for Stampede Wrestling as well, along with uh, Tim Stein, and uh, I had a heck of a lot of fun. Maybe I'll uh, find some of Tyson Kidd or uh, Harry Smith's classic matches, and and post them on YouTube because there's a lot of Stampede wrestling on YouTube, both new school and old school. And
1: It was fun for me because at the time, America's Most Wanted was a heel tag team going against the baby faces of. Uh, oh, shit. Who were they wrestling? Uh, Why do you think about that? The Cap- Naturals. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Anthony. The Naturals. Oh, okay. They were the baby faces, and it was a great, great
8: match.
4: Nice. Yeah, I mean, if you're out there, both live and on the archive and you got a local independent federation in your neighborhood hey drive out and give them some support you never know who might be who might make the show and who might have a a very good long-term career and hey these promoters and these wrestlers work very very hard to put on a, a great product in the local independent scene so uh go out give them your money and have a lot of fun because I've had more fun at independent shows that were not taped for TV than I've had at a lot of TV tapings for any company I've seen a show with. And like Johnny Devine said uh, two months ago when he appeared with us, if you can't have fun at an independent wrestling show, then you may have to reconsider if you're if you really are a wrestling fan. Once Take your pulse once or once and for all. Uh, well, Karen Jarrett's gonna make her wrestling premiere. She's only two matches away from being tied with. With Michael Cole for a career record, and she could be halfway. So there's a whole time. lot better doing it. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. Are we going to see uh, any more excrement fall from the roof tonight?
1: Oh, I hope not. I think what you're going to see here tonight is uh, the Amazon run in on behalf of the Jarrett and make the the difference. Unfortunately, my heart wants me to go with the returning China and Kurt Angle. I'd really like to see them go over here, but. Like I said, for some reason on Sundays, Jeff Jarrett's always one step ahead of Kurt Angle. So on pick- Impact, Kurt Angle always stays one step ahead of Jeff Jarrett, but not the other way around. Not the other way around on pay-per-view. So,
4: so you're picking the Jarretts as well uh, for this contest?
1: Uh, no, I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to go with uh, the 2010 Mail Interview of the Year winner, Kurt Angle with Wrestling News Live, and the end of the world, China.
4: All right. Well, to review the other selections made by the host team, uh, Harmony has picked Angle in China. The Shark has picked Angle in China. Trey has picked Angle in China. But uh, JJ J. Sexay and myself are going with are going with the Jarrett family. One. Way I like it when I other.
1: agree with. I like it when I pick blindly, not knowing what Harmony has picked, and we agree.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, Harmony spent more time inside of a ring than any of us, so. uh if anybody would know.
1: Yeah, but Harmony's never be lost a tooth to a chair shot. At that least I hope true. not.
4: That was some painful shit. Uh, the shark picked Angle in China in this contest. Now, China's coming to the ring. China! Tony... <laughs> so, Being announced as China with China on the
1: Tron. Yeah, her I own how they Pyro, got her that. own video screen. She's going to be there a while, folks. This isn't a one and done.
4: I think she's uh, really looking forward she to looks another good. opportunity. God damn! Unfortunately, she got what those lip injections or something, and that just doesn't uh, do it for me. I have to admit. Red,
1: white, and blue to match Kurt Angle.
4: That's right. So I don't know. Has uh, Joni? The crowd Moore... is
1: going fucking ape shit nuts.
4: Yeah, she's waving to the crowd because they. Uh, she
1: sh- looks good, dude. She really does.
4: And uh, Karen angle seems very intimidated. So it's a mixed tag. So it's not a uh, The girls face the girls and the boys face the boys. It sounds like it won't be an inner inner gender tag But should be very very interesting. Obviously The Jarrett's have to have a, a plan in their back pocket just in case they need to use it.
1: I Tell you right now. I am glad that China is back. I hope and I pray and again, I hate to keep harking back to my conversation with DDP tonight, but we talked a little bit about Scott Hall. And I said, you know, in a moment of sobriety, he came on the show and he was great. But, you know, I think that China, this is a way to get her life back together. I, of anybody can attest to what it's like to do what you love, have that taken away from you by, no, by, by means other than your own fault. And what it's like to want to get back into it with every ounce of your being. I'm glad that China is back in the ring. I'm glad she's doing what she was born to do. And the ninth wonder of the world looks pretty damn good to me.
4: Absolutely. It uh, looks like she's going to be on the outside as Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angler are going to get us started. And I mean, even TM Bronx was talking to me, Shark, or excuse me, uh, Trey, when you were on the line with Diamond Dallas Page, that. He wanted this thing to end. He wants this to end. He wants Lawler and Cole to end. He wants. And I have to agree. I want both of these angles to be over with just so that we can move on to to something else. Right.
1: Like I said, man, I want this to end too, but I want it to end with Jarrett and Angle by themselves and a steel proof on it so nobody can get in, nobody can get out. One on one, last man fucking standing. Let's see who's got the nuts. Let's do it.
4: Well, you would think that. A cage match at Lockdown should have been the end of this chapter, not uh, just perhaps the second last chapter of it. I mean, cage matches are supposed to to end feuds and <laughs> conflicts.
1: Kurt is just smiling; he's laughing as Karen is crying on the corner of the ring. Angle and Jarrett to start. Angle's got the headlock on Jarrett. Uh, don't for- Angle is just like a kid in a candy store right now.
4: Don't forget, we'll uh, be doing a full post game show tonight, going over all. The results of all nine matches that we've seen to this point. And we'll go as long as you want. We'll uh, take calls for as long as callers want to call in and comment on this, on what to expect at Over the Limit the next week, on questions they have for Diamond Dallas Page, anything you want to talk about. We'll go as long as you want here on the SNS Radio Network on behalf of Sunday Night Showdown. And (laughs) Wrestling News Live with the Road Dog, Jesse James, tomorrow night. Should be one heck of a party as well, Trey Dog.
1: Yeah, I talked to JJ when we interviewed uh, the Outsiders. I said next thing I want to do, I want to interview. I want to interview the New Age Outlaws. I wasn't expecting it to be so soon, but hey, we got them.
4: The Trey Dog and the Road Dog. It should be a, a an interesting uh, dynamic there tomorrow night. The
1: D O W G and the D A W G all on one show.
4: <laughs> well, Ker- Karen Angle uh, does not want to be involved in this whatsoever. Uh, I mean, as much as fainting a broken ankle at the beginning of the show. It is a mixed tag. So it is girls against girls?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, China's been tagged in by Kurt Angle, so... Uh, the
1: Jarrett's are on the outside of the ring. Jeff's saying, no way. Get in there. Start the count. 10
4: count. Come on, start the 10 count. And Jeff Jarrett's like, honey, there's nothing I can do. Well, why couldn't they tag each other in so that Kurt Angle would have to come back into the ring? Or am I thinking with too much logic?
1: Well, you are, but everybody wants to see this.
4: Well, absolutely. Uh, referee count up to four, but to this point. Well, you know, Dog, during the break, we played our uh, commercial for TNA TNAonDemand.com. Obviously, every DVD ever released in the nine-year history of TNA is available on that website. I'm on there. What is it, four bucks a month?
1: Uh, I believe so. If you search for Unbreakable, you'll find myself and JSK in the front row several times.
4: Absolutely. Uh, and, but, obviously, they're not on Netflix like WWE is on Netflix.
1: Or no, they're they? not. I hadn't thought about that. You're right, they're not. Well, I've for... thoroughly enjoyed my Netflix subscription. I mean, I, you know, I'm watching movies, I never want to give it a, the time of day, and, you know.
4: Absolutely, and you don't want to uh, have to sit at ho- sit at home from 2 until 4 in the morning and sit through commercials to wh- to see a movie you've never had a chance to see before. Exactly, exactly. I remember doing that with Terminator 2. I happened to see it at about 1 o'clock in the morning and uh, was like, okay, you know what, let's give this a chance. I didn't see the first one, and about 3.45, I was still wide awake because I could not believe what I had just seen. And I want to ask Lou in the chat that room. That was with he commercial says, breaks.
1: China looks awful. What looks awful about her? She looks healthy. She looks like a woman again. She's in great shape. What about it looks awful?
4: Karen Karen Jarrett sort of involved there. kind of a mini botch spot as uh, Jeff Jarrett uh, has Kurt Angle uh, dominated at this point. So she has been physically involved as the uh, the men are back in the ring. Huge drop kick by Jeff Jarrett. As you're probably just seeing that now, Trey Dog.
1: I'm just now seeing Jeff hit Kurt in the back of the leg to knock his wife free, as Angle had Karen Jarrett up in the air for what looked like
4: to be an Angle slam. China has yet to uh, physically get involved in the match to this point. But
1: Jarrett is sure taunting the shit out of China. Well, every chance he gets, he's in her face telling her what he thinks about her.
4: Well, when we were talking about Impact Wrestling this past Thursday, Trey Dog. We had the triple surprise. We had China, Mick Foley, and Chris Harris. But Mick Foley was the only one who spoke. Do you think China and or Chris Harris should have spoken at least a few words to try to build up some more issues some more Possibly issues for Harris,
1: time? not China. I would have liked to have seen Harris come out and cut a promo on Storm. But China really doesn't need to say anything. She's China. She didn't say much when she was with Triple H. She just let her you know, physical presence do the talking for her. And that's what she's here to do on TNA is to be a physical presence in the corner of Kurt Angle. And I don't think that, you know, her saying anything would have made any difference at all.
4: But yeah, Chris Harris cutting. Well, you know what? Chris Harris not saying anything against James Storm may have given the impression that he was going to do an immediate turn on Immortal just to join up with with Fortune. So I guess you wouldn't want to spoil that possible possibility, even though it didn't happen. I mean, it made me think that it could have very well happened tonight. So. Yeah, maybe Chris Harris staying silent was the best choice for for Thursday night on Impact Wrestling.
1: Well, and the Harris feud isn't over yet. Matt Hardy and Chris Harris will face face beer money again soon. Um, The crowd chanting, we want
4: China. As Jarrett and Angle continue, big belly-to-belly suplexes, the self-proclaimed best wrestler in the world. Excluding the two
1: women on the side of the ring, Kurt and Jeff are having a hell of a match.
4: Yeah, unfortunately, it's kind of been built up as Karen versus China at this point. But hey, these guys want to entertain this crowd. But it's well, they still to- have
1: a job to do, regardless of who their tag team partners are. They still have to put on the
4: show. Absolutely, yeah. Tonight they're is- the
1: fo- they're the foundation of the house.
4: Yeah, tonight the story is not about them, but they uh, they have to play their part in it. As <laughs> as Jeff Jarrett went for a possible tag to Karen just to get away from Jeff. In a strange way, setting up his wife for a possible uh, meeting with China in the middle of the ring, but obviously when Impact Wrestling was announced, Kurt Angle in a backstage interview was very very excited about it. He said this was going to be my opportunity not only to show why I'm the best wrestler in the world, why sh- show why TNA is the best wrestling company in the world, but to get another shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. Which right. you, I don't, I'm not sure should. if the
1: plans have changed, but when we had Kurt back on the show again for the second interview where he called and requested some airtime on wrestling news live. And of course I granted it to him. Um, He said then on that show, talking to JJ, I believe that he was looking forward to a singles run after with feud with Jarrett, where he was going to actually challenge Sting for the world title. And he was looking forward to working a lengthy program with Sting.
4: That would be acceptable. obviously, Mr. Anderson gets the next opportunity at Slammiversary, but uh, who knows what'll happen for July and August is, in terms of the world title, but I don't know, I'm... I, I wouldn't mind if Van Damme won it tonight. I don't think he will, but to me, it's a case where I... I, I think Van Damme's now had enough chances. Karen is so awesome on the side of the ring. And China with a botched... <coughs> Move on, uh, Jeff Jarrett is the good housekeeping match. Is the, the two individuals are meeting for the first time since then, and a big suplex by China, and she's like, "Give me Karen, tag her in. She's the one I want to compete with next." But uh, China about one for two and moved so far to this point, but hopefully uh, that's not a sign of what what's to come.
1: Oh, uh, she didn't really botch the move. She just got uh, got in for a body slam and. His weight was a little more than she was probably expecting. She hadn't slammed anybody probably in a while, but yeah, she slammed him together. She slammed him all all the same, and all she did was kind of fall backwards a little bit afterwards. Now she's put on a suplex to Jarrett that was perfect, and now she's pointing in the middle of the ring at Karen and chasing her on the outside.
4: Yeah, so you're about ten seconds behind my stream at this point, but uh, Kurt Angle and uh, China have Karen Jarrett. Next cut time in we the middle. do
1: this, we're gonna watch the same stream.
4: Sounds good to me. <laughs> or we'll watch the pay-per-view. How about that? We'll see what happens.
1: Holy cow. There's a person that's so fat in the, in the, in the audience with a Jeff Hardy shirt on. I thought that was actually his face in the crowd.
4: <laughs> the Hardy fans, not uh, with really returning. As China hits a pedigree to Karen Jarrett, and the crowd pops huge for it. Here it comes to you right now, Trade I think you've got the going slow- ape shit nuts for China. I love it. I think you've got the slowest stream of anybody uh, involved in the show this evening. Probably. Oh, yeah, just not saying the pedigree, going for the ankle lock. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett stops his wife from from submitting, and now Kurt Angle has the ankle <laughs> lock. <laughs> I like on how Jeff- Mike
1: today says after the pedigree, a drop style DDT like move, and Taz goes, "You mean the pedigree?"
4: Absolutely. So. China has the ankle lock on Karen, so Jeff tries to get involved, but Kurt puts the ankle lock on Jeff, so Karen immediately submits, and Kurt Angle and China have won this match. And my record goes further and further into the toilet, folks.
1: <laughs> Both husband and wife tapping like Sammy Davis Jr., baby. I keep there you go, to... partner. I got it in there for
4: you. I keep meaning to look that up. What's the what's the origin of that?
1: Sammy Davis Jr. sang a song called Mr. Bo- Bojangles who was a tap dancer. Okay. So was Sammy Davis Jr. He sang and tapped at the same time. Ah.
4: Okay. So that, that's where it's the reference is. my went. partner's
1: catchphrase, tapping like Sammy Davis Jr.
4: Nice. Okay. I so, had no people idea. People on other
1: websites have stolen a lot of things from Wrestling News Live and they continue to do so every day. And day. I'm not going to name names, but There's a plethora of them out there. One thing they'll never claim as their own is tapping like Sammy Davis Jr.
4: Week after week, I have been trying to remember to search the web to find out what the heck that reference was. But now I'm finally admitting that I had no freaking clue up until about two minutes ago when the trade dog finally uh, broke it down for us. So uh, eight down, one to go. What's your uh, general impression at this point? I'm having fun, man. If I'm having
1: fun, then it's worth the price of admission. I'm one of those people that I look for TNA in a, I look at TNA in a positive way, so I'm thinking that this has been a great pay- pay- pay-per-view so Not only has it been good for tonight, but it's also been a great setup for next week's
4: Impact. Absolutely. Well, I remember what we were chatting about at Lockdown that since that was one of their big two shows last month in uh, in the month of April, that it was a great. Positive n- night for the entire company, but could they follow up? Because every time it seemed like they had a great pay per view, they'd follow it up with shitty TV and/or a shitty pay per view to come back with. Anthony in the chat
1: room says the next pay per view should put an end to the Kurt versus jared feud. You're right, it should, and I think that Kurt comes out the big winner here at the end because let's face it: at the end of the day, when the smoke settles, the dust clears, when you look at the black and white no gray in the middle. Jeff Jarrett's fucking Kurt's ex-wife. So, in a way, he's already won. Look at her. (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, Jeff Jarrett's the big winner in life. But, feud-wise, Kurt Angle needs to go over because Jeff Jarrett's already ex-wife.
4: And, uh, like we said at the beginning of the program where they tried to fake this broken ankle issue that Mick Foley had to come out and solve... That Karen Jarrett's becoming quite the sports entertainer. I mean,
1: she's awesome. She is better than any diva on WWE programming, as far as cutting promos, doing what she's supposed to do in the ring, as far as talk and further feuds and storylines. And like I said, Kurt Eagle said it himself. She does a great job of playing the role of the bitch.
4: And China comes in, hits her three or four moves, gets the uh, the submission victory over Karen Jarrett, and. Doesn't uh, make any gigantic uh, mistakes and and hits a gigantic move uh, in the middle of the contest. So here we are at the main event. It's been a quick two and a half hours, my friend.
1: Time flies when you're having fun, brother. Yeah,
4: we have had a great time tonight, and uh, I'm really enjoying. I mean, I missed the shark. I have to admit, it's it's been. Oh, quick. hell yeah! I mean, two months ago it was myself, the shark, and. Johnny Devine, last month it was uh, Trey Dog, myself, and, and uh, the Shark, and just due to a scheduling conflict, uh, Mark the Shark Carlo could not join us this evening, but he will definitely be around next weekend for...
1: I can either confirm or deny that Mark the Shark's herpes has kicked up again.
4: Neither can I, and every time he wants to talk about it, I say, let's change the subject. But uh, no, <laughs> Mark the Shark De Carlo, a, a huge part of this network and uh, a valuable member of the SNS team, and we know that uh, he'll be doubly tough and doubly ready for Over the Limit next week, as will the Jackson family, who will be joining me at Costa de la Sexy for uh, WWE's Over the Limit. Any thoughts on that t- pay-per-view seven days away?
1: You know, I'm really behind on what's going on there. I need to sit down and and, and reacclimate myself to the WWE programming and to get caught up. And I've been so wrapped up in this pay per view tonight, getting ready for it. I really haven't given WWE fair credit, so I need to watch some of their stuff on Justin TV and get caught back up.
4: Well, don't forget uh, what's already been scheduled: Wade Barrett and Ezekiel Jackson for the Intercontinental Championship, Jerry the King Lawler and Michael Cole currently non stipulation but probably will be as of tomorrow night. Randy Orton and Christian for the World Heavyweight Championship on behalf of SmackDown. And John Cena and The Miz in an I Quit match. Now, to me, I do not like this I Quit match stipulation simply because it's the same build-up and the same stipulation as Kurt Ang- excuse me as Randy Orton versus John Cena last year. And, I mean, they faced each other at five consecutive pay-per-views. And I thought after the second match, that feud should have been over with. But, I don't know, Super Cena trying to sell more t-shirts, he just won't quit. But God, I wish he would. I wish he would so much. It, it's just, it's annoying. I mean, it's the superhero of superheroes, and he has to do what he has to do to, to get himself over. But, good God almighty, I mean, I, I was catching... 2006 is one night stand john cena versus rob van dam and the crowd at the hammerstein ball ballroom oh, was chanting same old shit same old if shit." if cena wins we riot Absol- greatest sign in the history of wrestling audiences and that was five years ago make him quit please make him quit miss i know you probably won't but god please if you need any help give me a call i'll i'm just an airplane away from now, coming. Are you to help hating it.
1: on John Cena?
4: Well, I'm hating on the I quit stipulation, which was the same stiff as it was with Randy Orton last year. Well, I'm telling you, man, John
1: Cena. For all the people that hate that guy, if you took five minutes to walk in his shoes, you'd have a different respect for that man. And and to further that. The WWE doesn't care what you think, Dave, and they don't care what J.J. thinks. They don't care what Shark thinks. They don't give a fuck about what the trade Dog thinks. They care about what Lexi thinks and little girls and boys around her age. And that's why John Cena is the Superman of the WWE. He's everything Hulk Hogan was, but in a much more believable package.
4: Yeah, if John Cena never quits... They've already
1: got our money. Now they want our kids and our grandkids... And they want us, who still watch with those kids, to buy the products at WWE Shop Zone.
4: Yeah, because if John Cena never quits, then you should never quit either.
1: Hey, I, if I was a, if I if I had children, which I don't, that I know of, <laughs> but if I did, and I was watching WWE programming, I would want my child. I would want my son to grow up to want to be the man John Cena is. I would want my son to grow up and respect the military, respect the United States, do the right thing when in the face of adversity. You know, I I just want my kid to be half the man John Cena is in real life. And I'll feel like a successful parent.
4: I mean, yeah, he's a heck of a guy. They picked the right person to portray this gimmick. And I mean, he deserves a lot of credit for what he's done because. In any other sh- in any other man's shoes, it could have been a complete disaster. It could have been just uh, a cheesy idea that just didn't work. But I mean, John Cena has embraced it, and he's working as hard as he can to get it over. And obviously, based on the last at least six years, that's where uh, where his career and his legacy have developed. So I I don't know, just a, <laughs> a different step than last year's step against Randy Orton. That's all I ask.
1: You guys have have already seen it, but Mr. Anderson, if you don't have your volume up, walked out and cut a little promo. Now he's joining the announce table in a Brett Favre jersey, and he said his usual catchphrase, Mr. Anderson! And then there was a silence, and he dusted off the microphone, he went, (laughs) Anderson! Well, even Taz got a laugh out of that.
4: Well, the asshole show has kind of calmed down a bit with him, but maybe now that he's got the world title shot, it'll uh, rejuvenate itself in a matter of Boy, this
1: is a tough minutes. one to call,
4: Dave. Absolutely. I, I mean, Van Damme's had numerous chances. and The
1: crowd is so behind Rob Van Damme tonight. Look at this.
4: And it stings personally hand-picked opponent. And I mean, this is That's a case... That's
1: what I love about this. That's what's so unique and different about this match. It's not a guy that the champion's afraid to face. It's not a guy the champion's ducking or trying not to fight. It's a guy that he handpicked because he deserves the title shot. He never lost the fucking title to begin with. He got put in some stupid angle with Abyss where he looked like he was in a B-horror movie or a C-horror movie. That's horror, not horror. <laughs> And wheeled out on a stretcher, and was back in two weeks, completely healed with a limp. Yep. A guy that they booked, and Hulk Hogan personally called into his radio show while Rob was retired, and said, "I want you to come to TNA with me," and said it on the air. And the very next week, RVD was there. Then the company, they 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 don't book him to the correct kind of contract. They run out of televised dates, and they had to take the belt right back off of him. It was retarded. So it's good to see that they're doing the right thing and giving him a chance at the title. They're doing the right thing by giving Miss Anderson a shot at the winner. And these are the guys that you want to see in the TNA title picture. Not Bubba Dudley, not Devon, not Tommy Dreamer. These are the guys that are in the right place. And you know what? A lot of people want to bitch and complain about Sting. But you know what? When I'm his age, I hope I look that good I can still go. Because that dude is still a believable champion to me. And if you don't like it, kiss my ass.
4: And a brand new championship belt for TNA. Obviously, the, uh, the Hardy belt has been retired. And the belt that Eric Young took out of the garbage has not been brought back. That's a nice TNA heavyweight championship belt.
1: Oh, yeah. Hands down. That's the best looking belt they've had.
4: Definitely. Well, Mr. Anderson, will he get involved? Yes or no?
1: Uh, you got to say yes. That's what makes this tougher than it already is. Because, I mean, if you if you just leave all outside variables alone and go Sting versus RVD, that's tough to pick because the crowd's behind them both. It's hard to get a read on who the company is when the crowd's behind them both. Um, then you've got the Mr. Anderson variable at ringside at the announcer's desk. Man, who knows? I'm going with Sting because I'm going with my heart. And the the little kid that likes the frosted mini-wheats in me wants Sting to win.
4: (laughs) Exactly. And I would hate to see what a C-horror show would be. I've seen C-horror shows, but a C-horror show I think would scare me more than I could ever admit. Uh, When it comes to the quick picks on behalf of the SNS Network game, yeah, this is our first clean sweep of the night. All five All right. members of the host team are picking Sting. And I don't think, Trey Dog that necessarily is because they don't think either Harmony or myself or Shark or JJ Sexay that Van Damme doesn't deserve it or that Van Dam should never re- be given back the title he was never pinned for to begin with, but it just seems like Sting would be the safe choice.
1: Sting is the face of the company right now, and if you watch Impact, they give you little hints now and then because they're pre-taping. And I think the fact that Anderson got the number one contendership after winning the Battle Royal and cut a promo on Sting and Sting only, and today had to add the end, well, don't forget RVD, leads me to believe that Sting's the scheduled person to face Mr. Anderson.
4: Yeah, it just seems logical at this point. I mean, Anniversary is... One of their, basically, their big three. Like, if you think about World Wrestling Entertainment, it's SummerSlam, WrestleMania, and the Royal Rumble. And to a lesser extent, uh, Survivor Series, which they still want to keep changing the name of. But, basically, for TNA, it's Lockdown, Bound for Glory, and Slammiversary. I mean, Bronx
1: yeah. says in the chat, Van Damme shouldn't be given the title. Remember when he talked shit on how he and Jeff were the Saviors? Or he said, when Jeff talked shit about him being the Saviors? TNA originals were chumps. Fuck RVD. I'm old school like the Tray Dog. Go Sting.
4: <laughs> absolutely. All right. Well, let's just give you a quick update as to what you can look forward to on pay-per-view Sundays for the SNS Radio Network and Sunday Night Showdown. Of course, next Sunday. May Save Trey, your
1: money and hang out with us.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Mate, but don't use the stream that Trey's using because he's ten seconds behind all the all of the rest of us. Uh, Next Sunday, May 22nd, is obviously Over the Limit on behalf of WWE. Uh, the weekend after is Memorial Day, the long weekend, and of course the Indy 500 and Coca-Cola 600 weekend, as far as I'm concerned. Woo! Absolutely. A three-day weekend. Love
1: me some Brickyard, buddy. I even kissed the bricks myself.
4: Have you been to India?
1: Oh, hell yeah.
4: Oh, wow. I've, that's someplace I need to go to. Uh...
1: I've been more than once, brother. And I'm telling you, I've been on the track. I've kissed the bricks. I've been to the uh, museum.
4: Wow, that's because awesome.
1: Because the coolest deal so hot during the Brickyard 500 that they literally got sprinklers that mist water all the way around the, 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 the seating area, on the back side, outside of the seating area. So while you're walking around getting something to eat or getting something to drink, you get so hot, people are standing in these misters and watching the action on TV.
4: Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I I might might have a deal with the uh with the uh in, Indianapolis uh radio crew but for for a couple of events later this summer but I'm not going to I'm not going to promise anything or I'm not going to guarantee anything by any means but those if if you listen to IndyCar on the radio, those guys work hard and deserve all the credit in the world. Now, are you
1: walking? Are you talking about um,
4: Mike King and Davy Hamilton who, and those guys? Who is it? Mike King and Davy Hamilton and and those guys.
1: The ones that uh, they have somebody at each turn. Yeah. And they go to Live them all the time.
4: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's the one I listen to. Yeah.
4: Yeah, they they are fantastic, and I've I've had a couple conversations with them. If I just get to meet those guys, that would be uh, all I need. Uh, well, they have
1: openings on. Sirius XM Satellite Radio all the time. You have to live in Washington, D.C., but they're looking for people to work NASCAR's radio station all the time.
4: Nice. Well, I remember you uh, talking about a Sirius XM channel for WWE with with Billy Gunn. I mean, what the heck is are they waiting for?
1: I don't know. That guy should be hosting a radio show somewhere.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, obviously... Professional wrestling is more of a scene product than a heard product, but I mean, you couldn't really put the best Dude, promos do, of all time you can do on the radio. It's a 24
1: hour but... wrestling channel. True. With wrestling radio shows, pay us all a little bit of money, we'd all be happy, and then between wrestling radio shows, play wrestlers' entrance themes like they do normal radio songs, and you'd be set.
4: All right. We have another caller uh, joining us tonight. Uh, who is this?
0: Hey, yo, guys! It's L Train. How you doing?
4: L Train, how are you, sir? L Train, what's up, buddy?
0: Uh, not much. Just in the computer catching all the coverage of the show tonight. Uh, you guys been doing a great job, and it sounds like uh, TNA's really been uh, stepping it up. Second, sounds like the second uh, pretty good pay per views that they've been doing.
4: Yeah, they haven't Wait. done a lot of. Ba- Sorry, Trey. They haven't done a lot of back to back solid pay per views. This this could be the beginning of something special.
1: You got to go back though to when TNA first debuted on pay per view, and it was so weird because at that time they were only doing one hour television product on Impact, and right. they just started. They just debuted on Spike. They were doing pay per views, uh, and they just started out doing pay per views. Their pay per views were off the charts because they could use everybody on their roster and fill a full three hours, to where their impacts were horrible because they had so much to an hour of programming a week that they couldn't get it all done and make it all make a whole lot of sense and their pay-per-views were off the charts for a good solid year and then they went to two hours and something went haywire and they all went to shit but now they're back it looks like they're back to doing what we 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 expect from TNA and you know again Dixie Carter rumored to be out of the picture I don't have an opinion on that either way that's their business not mine I'll still sleep fine tonight After I play some Black Ops, by the way. But, uh, you know, I think whatever, whomever is in charge now of being the final verdict before it goes to camera, whoever they may be, be it Bischoff and Hogan, be it Bischoff, Hogan and Russo, whoever, they're doing a great job right now, and kudos to them. Keep up the good work.
4: All right, we're uh, just on the outside right now, near the, uh, (coughs) near, excuse me by the, the fans uh, around the, the outside. If you know where JSK and I set for Unbreakable, Sting and RVD are fighting right behind there in the crowd. Well, it seems like that little area, for, the, for those of you who are watching, anytime there's a poster there or something like that, somebody's head goes through that, uh, that wood. And
1: Now, when we walked into the <laughs> impact zone, we were one of the area. first
4: people in the building,
1: because I've told this story before, there was a long line that wrapped around the building. And we were in the back of the line. I'm like, fuck this. And so I went up to the front and name dropped, and they got us right in the building. Nice. And, oh, nice. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Uh, Jerry Jarrett took me and JSK to our seats.
4: Oh, my God. And said,
1: and, and said we, have, we have picked this area for you guys to stand. And so that's where we stood, and we were on camera all night long in several different matches.
4: I have never heard that story, that Jerry Jarrett brought you yeah. to your seats.
1: Jerry Jarrett met us at the front door and took us to our seats.
4: Oh my god, that's fantastic! Power of the internet. L train, L Dog, baby. <laughs> well, power of the trade dog too. L train, what are you thinking tonight?
1: Uh, well, you know, well, it's
0: hard to really uh, gauge it due to the fact that I'm not watching the pay per view, but just from everything that I've been hearing going on due to your guys' uh, commentary and play by play, you know, it's, it's it's like a it's like a Trey said. I mean, hopefully, this is the the, the the returning point to the, the quality of pay per views that they had back when they were doing the one hour shows, and hopefully this also uh, transcends into uh, great quality shows for the Impact Wrestling show that it's now redone. So if this if this helps in, a, in any way and just helps them improve overall, I am for it. And just just what's going on tonight, I'm I'm hoping it uh, I'm hoping it keeps up, and I'm hoping it helps. It
4: helps them overall on the TV front. More action. L Train,
1: let me ask you this. From a person who's not watching the papers, be honest, because I want to know where we can improve. Granted, it's just Dave and I tonight. Normally, there's three of us, which makes this a whole lot easier. But with just Dave and I doing the, the, the coverage tonight, what have we done well and what could we do better?
0: Uh, the only thing that I've uh, that I that I noticed that was a that was a bit of a problem, although I think sometimes it usually is, is usually just the audio on the uh, Ustream feed. Sometimes it uh, it tends to uh, go in and out for a couple of seconds. Um, yeah. Other than that, you know, you guys are always uh, enjoyable whenever I'm uh, tuning in to hear some of the pay per view coverage. I've never had any complaints about that.
1: Well, our goal is to make it to where you don't have to drop your hard-earned money and still understand what's going on and be caught up when Impact comes back on on Thursdays.
0: Absolutely. Right, right. Uh, uh, you know, like, uh, I think I said this in the in the chat before, and I, I think uh, JJ was wondering whether it was a compliment or an insult. Whenever I uh, head onto the site and, and I play my play, it kind of makes me think of when, when I'd be watching cartoons as a kid and they would show the old footage of... Uh, of, uh, of, uh, of 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 a commentator doing play by play over the radio for like the old school boxing and wrestling matches, and I, I kind of like that. It kind of basically thinks back to like, you know, that's that's kind of what they did back in the day. You know, it, it's like, you know, it's like you're getting the the full uh, the full uh, broadcast of what's going on in the ring, even though you can't see it. That's kind of what well, I, that's kind of like what I like about this.
1: I take that as an extreme compliment, and I apologize to everyone because my play by play is very 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 rusty but doing this hopefully it'll get better as we continue with myself the shark and internet dave on the the uh tna impact pay-per-view broadcast uh the guys shark dave and jj are already doing a great job with the wwe coverage i just got to try to get our coverage to be as good as theirs then we'll all be good to go
4: well you know what those guys that well, uh, could could write the story With their words, who did boxing on the radio? Those guys were artists because uh, you didn't need to see what was going on to to understand exactly what was going on in the ring. And uh, if if we can be a tenth of what those guys are or and were, that's a, a huge compliment.
1: Oh, RVD taking the beating from Sting as the crowd on their feet going back and forth for whoever's in control. The crowd chants that wrestler's name, be it RVD or Sting. RVD taking the uh, brunt of Sting's offense. Sting again fighting with right hand only. Never uses his left hand to throw a punch. Sets up RVD in the corner for a stinger splash. And just at the last minute, RVD kicks Sting in the face with a backwards kick. Knocking both wrestlers to to the mat. Now RVD in control. Sting reverses into a pinfall. Two count. No good. Scorpion death drop attempt. Blocked. By all, Sting brings RVD back to his feet, all of the ponytail, and tries the death drop one more time, and nails it in the middle of the ring. Rolls RVD up one, two, three.
4: And what a Sting. finish. Sting is still your world heavyweight champion for TNA. Looks
1: like, me,
0: looks like me and Anthony in the chat went 8-1 tonight.
4: 8-1. Yeah,
1: the crowd on their feet and clapping and cheering for the champion, Sting. Great back-and-forth match. RVD getting in a lot of offense, as did Sting. RVD still selling the death drop as he's on the ground trying to crawl to the ropes. Sting holds the title belt above his head and panders to the crowd, bowing to the people in the front row as they cheer for him all over the impact zone. The crowd is doing the bow to Sting as he walks around all four sides of the ring. And now they're showing the highlights as the two went face-to-face at the beginning, think of them. Please say, "Hey, I know we're friends, but you know what? Let's do this and put on a show."
4: And a lot of action on the outside of the ring, in that one corner that it. always gets featured. And uh, Rob, they Band- fought
1: a lot in the crowd.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And Rob Van Dam raising the arm of Sting, as uh, this is a mutual respect match of the up, up, of the utmost. And I'd like to see Anderson come to the ring and get in the face of Sting. Well, you've got four or five weeks to build it up. Obviously, Slammiversary is June the 12th. But yeah, let's just quickly run over what I had promised earlier about the looking ahead. Uh, over the Limit, May 22nd, Slammiversary, June 12th, Capital Punishment, June 19th, Destination X, July 10th, and Money in the Bank, July 17th. All commentaries can be heard live here on Sunday Night Showdown. And, and I, I guess I'm going to get my
1: wishes. taking his headset off. Wants to go down and congratulate the champ.
4: So 8-1 and one tonight, L-Train. How? Uh, which one did you get wrong?
0: Uh, I got uh, the tag match with Beer Money and uh, Harris and uh, Hardy. It was actually just a screw-up on my part because I wasn't aware that the tag titles were going to be on the line. I figured that with uh, Harris coming back, I thought that they were going to put him over, uh, you know, kind of... Uh, set up a lot more with uh, him and Storm, but if i know the titles were on the line, I probably would have gone with beer money, because I don't think they would have had Harris yeah, win it on and
1: his... I, uh, I, I was the same set. way. I made my prediction and then I asked, are the belts on the line? And they said, yes. And I went, ah, uh. But then I went with my heart, <laughs> and I, I screwed up. That was the one I lost as well.
4: Well, Trey, how about Harris and Hardy winning a non-title match on this pay-per-view? Uh,
0: the, if they would have... If Harrison Hardy would have won, honestly, uh, that probably would have set up for a slam anniversary um, with a tag title shot right there.
4: Well, there's a lot Anderson
1: of and Anderson and Sting face to face. Anderson doing all, Sting doing all the listing.
4: And uh, don't forget, as Llamour- nine, uh, Sunday, June the twelfth. ImpactWrestling.com dot com is the website that they're promoting, not TNA Wrestling dot com, which is interesting. But, uh,
1: they redid the out, website. If you, if you don't know, Thursday after Impact went off the air, they launched a brand new Impact.com, um, which basically still
4: said TNA in the top
1: right corner or top left corner, but Impact Wrestling everywhere else.
4: All right. So, for a couple of requests in the chat room, I will run over the results of the nine matches. I will we not have play seen.
1: Lionel Richie. Oh, sorry.
4: All right. If anybody has Ow. any ideas for Song of the night although we are nowhere near being done. uh, Let me know in the chat room, and uh, Trey, if you have any ideas, uh, please let me know. Uh, Hernandez and Anarchita over Jesse Neal and Shannon Moore. Match number two was Brian Kendrick over Robbie E. Mickey James defeated Madison Rain. Kazarian over Max Buck. Crimson over Abyss. Beer Money over Harris and Hardy. Dreamer over Styles, Anglin China over the Jarretts, and obviously Sting over Van Dam. No title changes tonight. Uh, the, tag team, the tag team titles, the X-Division title, the women's title, and the heavyweight title, 4-4-4, four four, uh, retentions by the champions. So we are going to transition ourselves into the uh, post-game show in a couple of minutes. Uh, L-Train, what else uh, did you want to discuss?
0: Uh, you know, that's, uh, well, that's basically about it as far as the uh, pay-per-view goes. Uh, you know, like I said, from what it sounds like, it was a, a pretty great show. Uh might check it out on a DVD at some point. Uh, so as far as wrestling goes, it's uh, probably it for me. Um, if I could do a little uh, quick uh, plug real quick, because it uh, might also uh, be in relation to you guys. Uh, you were talking to uh, Anthony earlier, who uh, I didn't know is also from California. Yes. Uh, of which I am.
1: Oh, and, great.
0: Uh, uh, you guys are familiar with the G4 station, right? Yes. Uh, you guys know the show uh, Ninja Warrior? Yes. Well, they're having like a, the uh, American Ninja Warrior kind of open tryouts out here in California, and uh, despite how despite my rather rotund size, <laughs> I'm actually going to be trying to go to the open tryouts tomorrow, and I'm plotting some uh, at least one of two ways that. Uh, I want to put a little oh, wow. advertising on and maybe write a little sundaynightshowdown.com dot com on somewhere.
1: There you go. That'd be great. Where are you um, a wrestling uh, news live t shirt?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, do I'll have to, I'll, have to, I'll have to get a quick uh, FedEx or UPS order, but if I can't do that, I'll just find some way. Maybe get a little Sharpie, write it on my forearms or something like that. But uh, if I can find a way to do it, I'll do it.
1: All right, buddy.
4: Hey Trey, you've already been promoted on WrestleMania. Give uh, give S a a chance. <laughs> no, no, I'm 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 all for that. We we need to get caught up. It'll probably take a thousand other mentions to get caught up to uh, the the biggest match at WrestleMania. But uh,
1: hey, I've been around 15 years. That was my only my second or third sign. So that was my
4: third sign. So hey. Well, I believe somebody in the chat room said that they're going to Money in the Bank on July 17th. So hey. Any signage that you guys can uh, take with you to try to get on television or just to uh, promote uh, the network? In front we'll of- give
1: you a free membership. Wait. Never mind. <laughs>
4: <laughs> In front of your local 15,000 people who might be going to see Raw SmackDown? Hey, that's just more free advertising for us.
0: Oh, wow. I just realized. I forgot SummerSlam was going to be in L.A. Maybe I can bring something there.
4: Third year in a row. Wow. That's uh, that's a unique for D- for WWE. They Never go back to the same arena more more often than that.
0: I think I think it's like the third or fourth year in a row because I, I think they've been frequenting LA a lot more. Because uh, I'm not positive, but if I can grab some tickets, I'll uh, I might check it out. I mean, there's been a few rumors that maybe that that's an event that The Rock might actually have a match in before the whole Cena thing at Mania.
4: Very interesting. Well, I mean, like we discussed uh, on the last pay per view show uh Calgary and Edmonton have the the go home shows uh for Raw and SmackDown so we will probably the entire crew will probably uh take the private jet from uh, Calgary to LAX to get ready for for SummerSlam uh in August. I mean, what better place to be in the middle of summer than uh than Los Angeles, California. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty darn good scenario to me.
0: Well, for the future reference, I'll give you guys a Cali welcome, but I'm going to go ahead and get out of here and uh, I'll try and catch catch up with the shows during the week until then i bid you guys to do and have yourselves a good
4: night all right thank you l train
1: l train uh, do me a favor shoot me an email with your email address uh to my email address trey on the radio at hotmail.com fly on the radio at hotmail.com and i'm going to shoot you an email back all right man i'll get on that all right buddy thanks okay right, take care guys
0: peace
4: okay thank you very much as we uh kind of have officially transitioned to the post game show here and we bring on our scorekeeper our referee our judge jury and executioner the sensational she- sequel to give us the scores for uh TNA Sacrifice uh for the SNS count de- uh for the SNS prediction game Sean how are you sir
6: uh how's it going guys it's uh it's going good for me i just got finished t- calculating it up but first i want to ask What did you guys think of the pay-per-view?
4: I thought it was very solid. I didn't get everything right, which kind of threw me off a little bit as to seeing it. But, I mean, I'll I'll have to catch it a second time where I can just watch it and, and listen to the commentary. But not as good as Lockdown, but I thought extremely solid. And, I mean, the guys worked hard. The girls worked hard. And no sports entertainment bullshit. No crazy, dusty finishes. Just good, solid, impact wrestling, trade Dog, and obviously the crowd in Orlando really appreciated it.
1: Tonight was one of those pay-per-views that shows you what TNA is capable of, and maybe, possibly, the direction that they're heading, because the, the stigma, the black eye, if you will, on TNA for a long time, has been too many dusty finishes, too many run-ins, too many, you know... Bullshit endings to their highly hyped matches Everywhere you thought somebody was gonna run in tonight They didn't other than the bully ray run in on the AJ Styles match Which I feel needed to be done to make that match worthy and to make it you know, you know something they carry on next week between AJ and bully ray um, I'm gonna give tonight's pay-per-view an a-plus it delivered everywhere I, I enjoyed the entire pay-per-view there weren't any major botches. There was nothing that we're dwelling on going, man, what a great night, but everybody stepped up in that company and did their best. I, you know, I have no complaints on the night show whatsoever. The only match I didn't see again, because I was on the phone with Diamond Dallas page, name dropper that I am. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see Robbie E and, and Kendrick. So I don't know what happened there. Although the rest of the show was 100% dynamite for me. And it, it's a great way to continue on with a lot of feuds that need to continue before they have their final inning.
4: All right, uh, a request from Anthony in the chat room. A uh, best and worst of the night. I'm going to take uh, Harris and Hardy against Beer Money as my best match of the night uh, with Dreamer and Styles as a close second. I don't have a worst match of the night. I mean, you could you could pick any of these just because they might not be your favorite wrestlers or it might not be in a style you like, but I'm not going to say one match was definitely worse than all the rest, but uh, I would say the tag title match uh, match of the night.
1: I'm going to agree with you. I think the tag team title match was the best match tonight because it was so back and forth and we were obviously so split on who was going to win. Even, you know, people call into the show saying, I was 8-1. What'd you miss? The tag team match. Well, there you go. Everybody was split on that match and there were so many, you know, back and forth. You thought one team had the upper hand. And then boom, they did a great job of transitioning to the other team. And you gotta remember, Chris Harris has only been doing, you know, house shows and, and like indie indie feds for the last year or so. So for him to come out and do the job he did tonight, I thought, on television for the first time was amazing. And he's teaming with a guy he's never teamed with before, and they did a great job teaming together and selling the story and telling the story. So you gotta go with the tag team match as match of the night. I think the worst match was Robbie E and Kendrick just because I
6: didn't see it. That had to be one of the freakiest matches I've ever seen because Kendrick, I mean, Kendrick is really selling whatever storyline they're putting putting him on. He reminds me of um, Sanjay Dutt yeah, before yeah. he did leave. And he's sitting in the corner doing the meditation thing. He's got the, he's got the hood on the entire time. And you're just like, okay, are you going to stop so you can wrestle? You're not okay. Okay, you go do that. We'll sit here and watch that. Okay, you're you're gonna do that. Okay. I mean, it's like that the entire time, and even probably was kind of like, uh, what are you doing? Are we gonna do this? What? I mean, it was freaky, but Kendrick is definitely showing his colors by trying to unify the entire X Division and to getting them a push on the main roster itself. I mean that was a great match. Robbie E definitely Robbie E and uh Kendrick definitely did a great job and I'm just kind of I'm, I'm kind of curious what the heck is the storyline between and uh the whole thing but uh, it was definitely a great great time. Um I want to say on a
1: side note, on a side note, uh the asterisk at the end of the night, I'm going to say that that uh AJ Styles and uh Tommy Dreamer was second to me tonight for match of the night. A match that I didn't think would be worth a shit. Again, for the second time, they did a great job in their match. Also,
6: they did. They really did. And um, it was a great match. I was kind of, I kind of made a joke in the chat room. Uh, going back to uh, Pirates of the Caribbean a little bit. I'm waiting for that one guy who's got the glass eye to put a wooden one in there and do a hardcore match. And he, somebody accidentally sticks him in, in the eye with a, a fork <laughs> and sticks there. And he starts looking around, and you can see it moving. It's kind of, and that's what I'm waiting for.
1: It's all yep. fun and games until somebody gets poked at out of the
4: fork.
6: Yeah, and it <laughs> pops out. Um, but uh yeah, the uh the hardcore match definitely was a top play for me. I really enjoyed the hardcore we match. We
1: need a drum roll for our results.
6: I'm I'm really surprised to be honest. Um
4: it's uh really crazy. I know it wasn't um, me, that's for sure.
1: Now granted well, we need to establish first of all. Do I get credit for the Kendrick-Robbie E-match? Because if you remember right, last time we did this, I picked Kendrick to win the Battle Royal, and he didn't. So I would have picked <laughs> Kendrick again.
6: Um, In all honesty, I did not get your pick until after the match, so I cannot allow that pick.
4: Um, okay, as- so you, you don't get to listen to the DDP interview.
6: That's right. <laughs> I was the same as one of my own teammates. He didn't get the pick in until after the match. I didn't even count that, so...
4: All right, well, just, it's fair for everybody. I'm not going to count
6: Trey's. I'm not going to count my own team's. Even if I didn't get my own picks in, I wouldn't count my own picks. Okay.
1: So I was I'm a little not,
6: tied up. Sorry, I apologize. Trey, in all honesty, dude, if I had received a phone call from anyone, I mean, be it from Tylene Buck or DDP or anyone else, I would have probably said, I'll be back later, guys. I got a phone well, call today. I knew there was a chance he could call
1: me because he told me he'd call me today. He didn't specify at what time. So when the phone rang and I answered it, I was so wrapped up in what we were doing here that I'd forgotten. And I go, hey, what's up? And I hear, trade at It's D-D-P. And I went, oh, shit. <laughs> How
6: you <laughs> doing? Believe me, dude, I've, I completely agree. So don't even worry about that. I mean, in all honesty, you missing one pick didn't do that much. Um, for the, Didn't mess up the team at all. Um, as it comes down, the team numbers are like this. The host and the listener team are tied in their numbers tonight with 26 correct picks each.
1: See, but my pick would have given us 27.
6: It would have. You would have been tied with the, host, with the staff team who is who has 27 picks. Wow. So, so in,
1: essence, in essence, my miss of the pick did cost us quite a bit.
6: It cost you, yes, it cost you one number, and the tying with the, the staff uh, team, also, we had one, two, three, four people come up with seven and twos. Nobody eight and one? Uh, as far as my numbers go, I would I have been. been. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been seven and two, Trey. No,
1: I would have been eight and one.
6: Okay, let's go through this right quick. I've got Mexican America, Mickey, Kaz, Crimson, Kurt and China. And Sting as your correct choices. Did I miss one?
1: Yeah, Kinder.
4: Okay. <laughs> well, he had beer money also.
1: No, I had, okay. I had, I had harrison
4: I had Harrison. Harris no, I'm sorry, Man. I had beer money. Sorry.
6: Yeah, I was kind of wondering because I couldn't hear. I was doing three things at once. I was watching that the pay per view. That was the one I missed. I was doing the uh, the um, headlocks, the headline stuff. And How'd then that I was tonight? listening to the stream at the same time, so it's kind of doing three things at once, trying to get everything. Kind of, kind of hurt sometimes. Um, as far as as far as the uh, Mister Paper View goes, uh, Internet Dave has seven to two. No way! Holy shit! Uh, yeah, you missed Abyss and the Jerks. Those were the only two you got wrong. Um, Jericho one thirty in the chat room had seven to two. Ashley, as my name, had seven and two. And then myself, seven and two. And I would have been eight and fucking one.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean, oh, you-
1: I'm technically seven and one, which makes me have a better record than seven and two.
4: <laughs> well, Sean, you, you're like 30 and four in the last... Like, since Mania, you are the fucking king of this thing.
6: I'm keeping up with what's going on. I, I mean, it's crazy. I, am, I don't know what's going on with my picks. I really don't. I'm keeping up with what's going on. I'm looking at what everyone else is choosing. And I'm looking at a chat room at the same time. And I've made my picks before. I Because I look at what's going on. I look at the Wikipedia, see who's in the matches. And then I make my picks. I will claim that I do watch what's going on. I may say I don't watch Impact as much as I do. But I do keep up with storylines and stuff. So it's one of those things wherein you can see that they're hinting at what's going on. So
1: I think I... this
4: is a goddamn conspiracy <laughs> to keep me from getting my fucking comeuppance. Hey Trey, he said that one of his own teammates made a pick after the match and he didn't count it. So,
1: but he wouldn't. But still, doesn't make him. It would have made him. would have made him eight and one.
6: It would have made him. It would have made him seven and two actually.
1: So there you go. I still would have been the fucking winner of the night, and I still am at seven and
6: one. <laughs> Yes, it averages out for the trade-off. We'll just say that. Um, seven
1: and one numerically is better a record
4: than seven and two. Absolutely. Yes, it is. Okay, so I I didn't make my abyss pick or the Jarrett pick, so I'm seven and zero. Oh. Well, maybe not. I, I shouldn't um, I shouldn't press my luck.
6: Who, who knows what will come happen, uh, at the over the limit pay per view.
4: So absolutely. So what what's uh wh- now this is the fourth pay per view, two TNA, two WWE, and do you have those grand totals for us, Sean? Um
6: or do you need do a couple I? minutes? That's a good question. Uh in all honesty, I've lost that piece of paper I had. Oh wait. No, that's not it. <laughs> um Yeah, give me a minute, I gotta go. I'm oh, gonna wait, go oh, to wait. the steps of Congress and
1: cut a vignette just like Chris Jericho all on WCW.
4: Are, are you gonna call Jesse Ventura a trade-out?
1: I might I watched that show religiously so I might just call him up so I got a case for you
4: I'd, I want my seven and one seven and two is not nearly good enough.
1: No, I didn't miss two matches so I couldn't be seven and two but I can one.
6: Okay um, final numbers for the teams are host have 96 points total yep uh, now before
1: you do this before you do this I got a question. What do you have me down as for a record tonight?
4: <laughs> I thought we have been talking about that for the last 10 minutes.
1: No, because you said I was seven. You said I was seven, and t- you had me down with two losses, and I don't have two losses.
6: Let me let me get back to you on that one. Because Not that making a pick counts a as a
4: loss, apparently.
1: That number makes a difference. I'm doing the finger wave with my hands. I'm doing
4: WCW. I'm going to spit in somebody's face at the end of this. I guess if you don't make a pick, it's an automatic loss. So if... If you no, no, if, we didn't. If that's the case, then that gives the, that other team another loss. I think that's how Sean counted it. Like if if no, Sean that's not how he if it. if Sean got or let's say I, I got sick and couldn't make my don't picks, start
1: don't it,
6: start fucking
1: it would be
4: oh for nine for me and for the team out of the
6: blue. The way I look at it is if there's a pick not made, um,
4: <laughs> oh god, it
6: doesn't count. It straight up doesn't. I'm sorry.
4: It's points earned. I will call my Not-
1: attorney from the firm of Earth, Wind & Fire, Engelbert Humperdinck, and we will get this shit straightened out. And trust me, J.J. knows when Engelbert's on your ass, it's a bad day. It's like waking up to a Navy SEAL with a loaded weapon in your face.
4: Well, that's what happened for Hell in a Cell, because we had to double-check if the uh, if a title uh, changing hands was uh, retained or retained. Engelbert R. Sassafrass uh, called into the show on Hell in a Cell right. night, and... Uh, Made a big case for myself and the Trey Dog because of uh, a match that uh, went to a DQ. So the person did not win the belt, but technically was awarded the match. So if it threw off our ratings here, all I'd over say, the place. Somebody
1: call my
6: mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh my!
4: Sean, you're gonna need an extra week to figure out the the numbers and let us know what they are for opening. I Limit? just want
1: to know where he has me down for two losses.
6: Trey, in all honesty, I count the winners, I don't count the losses. We'll just go like that. Oh, I look at, I, look at, I interesting. look at how many got right, and I don't look at how many you got wrong. Um like basically ever I have four people that, ha- that went seven tonight. Um I say the two because they've got two matches wrong.
1: I want you to call in <laughs> to the DDP show Absolutely. and tell DDP that he cost me a pick in the ever important contest.
6: Oh, yes, let's, okay, I'll do because it. Because he he's as
1: intimidating as he is in real life, he's even that intimidating to talk to on the telephone, I promise you.
4: Well, Sean, the important thing is, is that I won the host contest for tonight, which means for over the limit. No, you didn't. Okay, okay. well, among the people who live in Calgary, I won, so that means the other three people have to buy the wild turkey for over the limit. Isn't that right, Shark?
1: seven and one is better than no matter how you slice it.
4: It's not based on winning percentage, I think is what Sean's trying to tell you, Trey. Yeah.
1: Okay, well then how do you figure if you had seven wins and I had seven wins, that your seven are better than mine?
4: Uh, among the, the people from the Calgary home office, I, I won, so that means that, that they have to buy the wild so turkey I just next week. So wasted
1: three hours of my fucking day because I'm not in fucking Canadian? <laughs> Kiss my dick!
4: Okay, seven and one is better than seven and two. Shark, what do you think about all this? I concur, Internet Dave.
1: man, where you been? Shit! You I know, concur. apart on me.
4: Shut up,
8: bitches. I concur with what Treydog just said to the world-renowned, self-proclaimed, another step closer to fucking dashing. You know what? What Treydog just said. Kiss his dick, ID. Kiss I, it. Hey, because, I because you know what? From what I understand, and I and trust me when I say I just came on the uh uh, um trey why don't you explain to dave once again how somebody wins a quick pick sean what did what did you do (laughs) (laughs) Do excuse excuse me dave your name isn't trey dog is it trey explain to dave once again how somebody wins a quick pick because i think you've been trying to explain to him and he hasn't been getting it.
1: By correctly identifying the said wrestler whose arm is raised.
8: Did you get that, Dave? And how many of your uh, quick picks, Dave, got their hand raised in a token of victory tonight? I was. I got seven correct answers. And how many wrong, Dave, did you have? Two. And Trey, you yes, had sir. seven correct, and how yes, many your wrong Honor. did you have?
1: Your Honor, I had one brain fart tonight.
8: Well, then, my good associates of the SNS radio network, it stands to be assumed, and, and Dave, I, I don't think that assume in this case would mean that you would make an ass out of you and me because you made a career out of doing that, but I would hasten to say, and I think the general population and, and interplanetary galactica population of the SNS radio network would appear to agree that seven and one beats seven and two so you internet Dave win the kiss my dick contest and Trade dog wins <laughs> quick picks tonight <laughs> having said that this case is dismissed <laughs> thank
1: you your honor
4: absolutely thank you very much
8: as the sen- sensational sequel Uh, posted just now in the chat trace count is 7-1-1 and And Dave you would know in National Hockey League
4: terms that 7-1-1 beats 7-2. Yes I do. I I can't believe I didn't come up with the people's court uh, music like Jeff did that other night uh, with the Jeff Hardy Why the hell didn't I I do that?
8: Anyways all kidding aside I want to apologize to the network in general our good listeners and to both Internet Dave and the Trade Dog for my absence tonight. I had previous family commitments and uh I-, I can honestly say that uh uh whatever the hell i was doing couldn't have been as much fun as what you guys were doing
1: well let me first say before you go back and listen to the archive i want to apologize to you i was making a joke but uh knowing what i know about where you were i yes. said that you were absent because your herpes returned
8: um actually this past week um dr uh Doctor put it in, found a cure for my herpes. <laughs> um, doctor, doctor put it in, found, found a cure for my herpes. And I can honestly say beyond a shadow of a doubt, I am now cured. And I can go back to being uh, the pig of the uh, Calgary uh, strip bar scene once again, there like I have, like I have been for so many years. But all kidding aside, how the
4: hell was the pay-per-view? Awesome. Really, really good.
1: Awesome.
4: Probably That's not as good as Lockdown, but still very, very solid.
1: I would and... say I gave it. I gave it an A plus because there was nothing on the show that didn't entertain me. There was nothing on the show that I went, God, that sucked. They didn't botch anything, to my knowledge, from what I saw. But I don't watch the whole thing. I just watch the segments. Um, the the even the the main event was a little short, but. I'm getting to where I expect that with sting matches, you know, not quite. Well, Trey, I, of, I did catch about
8: the, Trey. I did catch about the last uh, four minutes of the main event, and courtesy of, uh, and you know what, um, we on the network here have been very cautious about the expounding verbally of uh, streams, but, but IPBox.TV, TV. There was a uh, unbelievable, and they're doing the replay right now, an unbelievably crystal clear. No lag rate whatsoever uh, stream of the replay right now. And uh, I'm just seeing that uh, the, the opening segment with uh, the new head of the network for Impact Wrestling, um, Mick Foley, doing an in-ring segment with, uh, with the Jarretts, Karen and, and Jeff. And uh, what happened in the Jeff Jarrett debacle with Kurt Angle?
1: Uh, basically Jarrett spent most of the time in the ring the beginning of the night the Jarretts came out to cut a promo. If you've been watching the internet all day the the rumor was that Karen was out with an ankle injury and that the Amazon was going to take her place. They came out and cut a promo tonight and said that Karen's ankle was broken in two places she was in a boot and she walked out on crutches, pulling the ankle very well and Jeff did as well selling the angle as if he was concerned for her walking to the ring. Uh, They cut a promo and uh, Mick Foley came out as the networking exec and said, look I've seen the x-rays the angle injury seems to be legit. It is broken in two places. However what you can't tell from an x-ray is the sex of the patient and (laughs) I I have it on good terms that this was an x-ray from a man's ankle and not Karen's therefore the match will continue and Karen if your ankle is hurt you got about 45 minutes to an hour for it to heal because you're in a match with Kurt Angle and China
8: so she let me took, get this straight let me get this straight karen angle was trying to sell a gimmick x-ray
1: yes and she took the boot off
8: took the boot <laughs>
1: off yeah it was a 6 foot 2 african american male
8: <laughs> That's so she hilarious. Took, she
1: took the boot off, threw it at Mick Foley, threw the crutches at Mick Foley out of the ring. Uh, when they got to the match, Jarrett spent the entire time in the match. Um, finally, uh, Kurt, well, early in the match, Kurt tagged in China, but Jeff got back in the ring and made himself the legal man. So Kurt had to tag back in. It was a mixed tag match. Um, then later in the match, Kurt had whooped Jeff's ass so bad. That he didn't care who he was tagging in, and he tagged her in on accident, not meaning to. She got in the ring. China got in the ring. Uh, China put a body slam on Jeff, and then a suplex on Jeff, and then chased Karen around the ring till she got in the ring, kicked her, and put her in the pedigree, and then put her in the ankle lock. And as she was about to tap, Jarrett slid in the ring and caught her hand so she wouldn't tap out. And at that point, Kurt got on Jeff's ankle. And they both tapped out at the same time.
8: Now, is nice. it some um, exponential overbooking? Um, I don't know what is, but uh, I just watched the uh, on the replay here the uh, the whole segment where, and I, I love the end where Karen Angle threw the the gimmick plastic cast. T- oh yeah, <laughs> to uh, to Mick Foley that w- that was priceless. And you you really got to think that for a second that since the booking in in TNA has has changed for the better, I might add, so drastically over the last month um, that maybe that Mick Foley's on-air persona as, quote unquote, the network representative, um, might you be led to believe Trey and, and ID that, in fact, Mick Foley, being the booking genius that we all know that he is, might have some involvement in the book now? I think, it's
1: ironic. I think it's ironic that it's getting better at a time where Mick Foley came out and said himself that as soon as he could get out of the contract, he was going to run. But then as soon as that as soon as soon that statement basically went public, TNA brought him back as the network executive. And not only have they brought him back as the network exec, I think they are going to what they call a, a committee in the back with Bischoff, Foley, Hogan and Russo, and that's the the, the group that's putting on the TV that we're seeing now.
4: And like you said, uh, for lockdown, Trey Dog, basically Hulk Hogan's doing the Vince McMahon. He's the he's got all the veto power. He's the final word before anything goes out onto the stage.
1: Right. I think I think that's one hundred percent correct. And Kurt Angle even said that the second time we had him on the the show that now Vince McMahon's role was being played by Hulk Hogan, and he was the be all end all before it went to TV.
8: Well, and you know what, guys? Um, I have to run. Unfortunately, uh, boys are <laughs> boys are beckoning. Got to put the kids to bed. The twin towers here in uh, in the Shark Tank headquarters. But uh, I'm just looking at the replay, and once again, I gotta state that Cookie's boobs looked outstanding this
1: evening. Oh, wait till you see Madison Rain. Oh my God, she left she she was letting the hounds
8: loose tonight. Nice, and and there's nothing better uh, than the the, the then, then the uh, the women's division in TNA is uh, boobalicious. And I'm really liking the fact that that moron Jeremy Boring is no longer the ring announcer, and they've given the ring announcing duties to, Christy Hemme. I think, Trey, one of our favorite people in professional wrestling, yeah, Christy, Christy Hemme. Hemme.
1: Hemme's Christy, doing a great job.
8: And she sounds great. I mean, well, she's not only a pretty face, but she sounds angels- great.
1: She's scheduled to be on Unplugged soon. I can't wait for myself or somebody on the network to tell her just how good she's doing because she deserves it.
8: Well, absolutely. And uh, um, I'll let you guys get back to the post-show. It should be quite the week here on the network. Of course, uh, next Sunday, Dave? Yes, sir. Going to be around, Dave, next Sunday?
4: I definitely want to see over the limit. You you guys are buying me the wild turkey because I won the Calgary contest.
8: You know what? Was there there a (laughs) prearranged... (laughs) <laughs> um, prize generated for a Calgary contest winner? Or was that something prefabricated, Dave, in your own
4: mind? As soon as I found out I won, I figured that prize out.
8: Well, how did you win? Did you Did you the contest? I got
4: Anyway. I got the sensational uh, Sean.
8: Trey, have a great time tomorrow night on, uh, on Wrestling News Live with your co-host. Hopefully, your co-host
4: has got his voice back. Absolutely. The boss is ready to come back if on Monday night. If the boss
8: doesn't come back tomorrow night, one of the two of you might have to help out.
4: I'll be... Oh. Hey, I don't
8: I don't have the kids tomorrow night, so I'm available. But anyways. Shark, um,
4: uh, one quick question. Yes? Vancouver or San Jose? Tonight.
8: Canucks go over three to two. Nice. See, hockey in wrestling terms, they, they went over. Anyways. Uh, on the Western Conference final. Sounds anyways, good, Trey uh, and ID, sorry I couldn't join you tonight. You obviously no had a problem. great show and I, I look forward to uh, watching the replay of, uh, of sacrifice a little bit later on tonight as well. Have a great week and uh, we'll see y'all uh, on Sunday for over the limit. And uh, I hope the uh, JJ all caps, the network sex day uh, is back on W and L tomorrow night. And if not, I guess I'll be hearing from, uh, from the trade Dog, but uh, on that note, uh,
4: thanks, thanks Trey, and thanks ID. Have a good night. All right, thanks to Mark the Shark to Carlo. Better late than never for uh, TNA Sacrifice. Sean, are uh, you still with us, man? Uh, listening in.
6: Yes, I am still here.
4: All right. You, the you... chat room suggested
1: that Dave, between now and next week, you get a T-shirt that says "Winner" on the front of it.
4: Well, it will have to be a double XL. When, uh, when uh, the shark. JJ and Harmony have their turn at winning. It'll be too big for all three of them, so we'll have to figure out some sort of some sort of prize for the Calgary champion. Speaking of combine combined scores of, of totals, Sean, uh, you did post in the chat room, uh, but for the archive listeners' benefit, uh, what's what are those team totals after four pay-per-views?
6: I'm changing the host team because I, I do want to give Trey the benefit of the doubt. Um, the host team's number is now 97 as a total since wrestlemania um i think wrestlemania when, yep. whenever i first we, we restarted the whole thing yeah wrestlemania uh, it was wrestlemania i believe um it's 97 the listener team is now 98 and the staff team is 103
4: holy cow we got some catching up to do trade-off to...
1: well it doesn't bode well with the hosts or you know the last place team on the network <laughs> Then again, there was a couple of pay-per-views where Shark was trying to lose, so I'm not really sure how that worked out.
4: <laughs> and he's gone now; I can't even reply to that. Sean, what else about uh, TNA Sacrifice tonight?
6: Um, say that one more time. You were cutting out a little bit. Uh, uh,
4: my apologies. What about uh, the pay-per-view? More? Did you want to discuss?
6: Uh, nothing really. I like I said, I thought the pay-per-view was really good. I enjoyed it, and I'm kind of looking forward to what Over the Limit has. Um, like I said. Earlier, I'm kind of hoping that uh, the Miz will pull out what The Rock did back when The Rock faced off against McFoley. um, and he was beating him down with the chair and actually made him pass out at one point. And then he put the mic to his mouth, and then all you heard was "I quit, I quit," over the sound system, um, basically through a sounder. I'm hoping they do that for Cena, like the Miz just completely knocks him out and puts the mic down to his face, and then you hear, you hear "I quit, I quit." That'd like be a great put idea. Put together somewhat. I mean, that would work out extremely well. It would push the Cena Miz feud along extremely well, and then could also push uh, Alberto Del Rio into. fight uh, after Cena beats him at the last time.
4: Well, we'll have uh, seven days to ponder that uh, possibility.
6: Definitely, and uh, just to plug it, unplug this Friday. We'll have a exclusive review of L.A. Noir, which I'll be get, picking up on Tuesday morning. Um, should definitely be a great review. I'm definitely going to be doing a few things different with this review, as in writing some stuff down, keeping up with what's going on in the game, and definitely giving you guys some uh, more expert analysis to what's coming along. And I'm definitely going to be looking at possibly contacting a few friends to uh, maybe call in and see what they got to say about some, this game. So uh, tune in Friday for Unplugged. 1030 right here on the SNS network and as always there's only
4: one thing I have to say E4L unplugged for life absolutely well trade as we continue along with the postgame show let's give a little bit more credit to the uh, matches that took place Scott almost three and a half hours ago uh Hernandez and Anarchia over uh Jesse Neal and and Shannon Moore uh Brian Kendrick over Robbie E. and Mickey James over Madison Rain. Now, Tara gets to become her own person all over again.
1: Yeah, going to be interesting to see where they go from there. Look for the Madison Rain um, Tara feud to uh, begin. Um, How that pans out for Mickey in the world title, I don't know, but I would think that. As we end the Kurt Angle Jeff Jarrett feud, China's going to set her sights on the TNA Knockouts Championship, leading to a Mickey James China match that will be off the charts.
4: Well, what about the person who got a lot of props this week who's never held the belt? Uh, your favorite lady, Velvet Sky.
1: Uh, Velvet needs uh, some more work. Uh, they need to build up her character and make her more of a viable wrestler, less of a good looking woman. You know, I'm saying, you know, instead of just being eye candy, she needs to be able to work better in the ring. Not that she can't work in the ring, but they just they 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 don't. She's one of those people that doesn't have to win to be over because she's so hot. Um, if they're going to build her towards the title shot, they need to let her win some matches now and build up the confidence of herself and the crowd.
4: Uh, still taking calls here on the post game show for TNA Sacrifice here on Sunday Night Showdown. Uh, what about Winter and Angelina Love? Uh, this mind game continues.
1: I'm kind of like saying, just shitter, get off the pot. You know, hurry up and get to the to the to the uh, meat and potatoes of this. Um, it's been dragging on long enough. Let's get to the payoff. I'm, I'm interested to see where they go from there.
4: Absolutely. Uh, Mexican America takes ink uh, ink out and
1: look out for Mexican America because they're coming for the titles, no matter who has them, beer money or. Should Harrison and, and uh, Hardy the belts uh, in this feud with Beer Money to set Robbie Roode free as a singles competitor? Whoever has the belts, look out. Cause Mexican America is coming for them.
4: What do you think the next step is for uh, Harrison Hardy uh, starting on Thursday? And do we finally hear from the Wildcat?
1: Yeah, I think you're going to get another match. You're going to get a re- rematch with uh, Beer Money. And I think the next time that it's a major tag team title match, that Harrison Hardy go over.
4: Brian Kendrick, uh, see the next opportunity at the X-Division Championship?
1: Um, they're building towards Brian Kendrick being somebody. Um, they need to basically they need to put Frankie and, and Kendrick in a, a situation where they can confront each other. They've yet to really do that.
4: Crimson, still undefeated, gets by the Monster Abyss.
1: Crimson will remain undefeated, and they're going to build that undefeated streak up to where that way he and Samoa Joe can mean something. And Samoa Joe is going to have to be more vocal about that's why he wants to take out Crimson, is because he wants his record to stay intact. Don't just assume that we expect that because of the announcers.
4: Kazarian and Max Buck put on a heck of an X Division performance. Uh, Max Buck, despite winning the opportunity at the championship, It comes up short, and Frankie Kazarian, on behalf of Fortune, is still the X-Division champion getting ready for whatever's going to happen with the tag titles.
1: Kazarian needs to go outside and think the lucky stars that he's a member of Fortune and he's popular right now, because if it were not for that, Max Buck out-wrestled him three ways to one tonight. And that's not a knock on my buddy Kazarian, that's just a a kudos to, to Max Buck who, again, I will say I think is better off as a singles competitor than a tag team competitor. Don't be in a tag team so long that you're like the Hardys and you get stereotypically typecast as nothing better than a tag team guy. It's hard to get rid of that persona. So I'm going to keep Max Buck as a single competitor in the X Division.
4: Tommy Dreamer gets the win over AJ, but I think uh, AJ's next opponent is the man who injured him by putting him through a uh, table with a Bubba bomb.
1: Uh, well, actually the way it went about was a uh, bubble Ray got involved. Bully Ray came in from behind after a great hardcore match between Tommy Dreamer and AJ that could have gone either way. Seriously. Many, many times. Um, Bully Ray interfered by hitting AJ in the back of the head, probably with that chain wrapped around his hand, um, which led him to being basically knocked out and AJ had already set the table up. Tommy Dreamer picked up AJ's limp body and put him in a powerbomb right through the table and rolled him up for the one, two, three. Um, we're still not sure what the involvement is with Tommy and, and Bully, but it looks like Tommy's going through a little midlife crisis and uh, doesn't know whether he should hang him up or if he should still try to make a, a career out of it. Uh, I think that AJ's next feud is going to be with Bully Ray as he finally gets revenge. Or what bully did to him off the top of the ramp and tonight's pay-per-view
4: what can we expect for Samoa Joe looking ahead to Slam Anniversary
1: Samoa Joe is going to need to come out and cut some promos talking about how everybody is jumping on the crimson bandwagon how crimson this and crimson that what about me what about Samoa Joe don't forget I was the guy that set the record for the undefeated streak in TNA I was the Goldberg of TNA I'm the guy that set the, the record for you know, the longest streak with wins and and, and no losses. And uh, so far, Crimson's record's a pimple on my ass. And if I need to, I'll prove it. I'll end this record myself before it gets too big.
4: China makes a, a great debut, but is Jarrett and Angle really over?
1: Jarrett Angle is not over. And like I said, they're going to have one more match, I believe. I hope that it's in a pay-per-view. I hope it's in a steel cage to the roof on Last man standing. You know We've been going at this for so long, and there's so much pride at stake because you got to remember, Jarrett is now married to Kurt Angle's ex-wife. If you don't think that bothers you, then if any of you have ever had a girlfriend and lost her to a person that you consider to be a personal friend, think of how pissed off you would be and how pissed off you were at that guy. That's, what, that's the fuel on this fire right now. And although no matter how many times Kurt Angle gets a one, two, three, at the end of the day, Jarrett's still going home and fucking Karen. So who's the real winner? I think they got to have a real man's match, a man's man's match, have both these guys in a steel fucking cage with a roof. Nobody gets in, nobody gets out. A good 30-minute match where the two of them are bloody and beaten, and it's the last man standing.
4: Where does Rob Van Dam play into the picture now? Because Slammiversary is Sting versus Anderson.
1: This one gets tricky. I'm not sure where they go with RVD out of this. He lost clean. He hugged Sting and raised Sting's hand at the end of the match to show that he was, you know, still a good guy and a big fan. Here, the right man won. Congratulations, yada yada yada. Um, my only concern is, do they turn Rob Van Dam heel now and make him start requesting a rematch and interfering in the in the uh, Sting Anderson debacle?
4: And what about that debacle? Is uh, Anderson finally, after winning that over-the-top rope battle royal this past week on Impact Wrestling, finally gets what he's always wanted against the opponent he'd probably prefer as well?
1: I think the best thing they can do with this is explain why uh, Anderson's had to jump through so many hoops. I mean, he's crying and crying about me. Where's my title shot? Where's my title shot? Well, now that Big Foley's on the scene, he's a member of the network, called the shots. Have Mick come out and tell Anderson why he hasn't given him a title shot. Why he doesn't think he's obviously ready. Let's find out why. Let's add that implement in fact that Sting and Anderson are going to have a hell of a match at Slammiversary.
4: Speaking of Slammiversary, we have two very good TNA pay-per-views in a row. Can they make it three to build into the summer?
1: Well, Slammiversary is their WrestleMania, so we'd like to say that even if they'd sucked all year long, next month would be their best pay-per-view of the year. They've uh, basically hit a couple home runs now. Let's see if they've still got enough ammo to do something with their next pay-per-view. And looking at the card, if I were to make the card right now, if you can put China versus Nikki, Angle versus Jarrett in a steel cage, last man standing, a rematch for the tag team championships with Beer Money and Harris and and Hardy, that right there tells me it's going to be a good night, not to mention Sting and Mr. Anderson and who else gets involved. That right there sells me a great pay-per-view already, and we haven't even started looking towards it yet.
4: And we'll see what Mick Foley's role is over the next four weeks. Looking ahead to Slammiversary 2011, Slammiversary 9 commemorating the nine-year anniversary of this company. Trey Dog, I know it's the cliche that Jeff Jarrett always talks about, but could you have ever imagined in the Wednesday weekly pay-per-view days that we'd be talking about T&A 9 years from from that day?
1: I did. If you don't believe me, go back and listen to the old archives of Wrestling News Live when we were email- or when we were interviewing everybody at the asylum from Jarrett to the janitor. We talked about how this company was doing the right thing then. They've fallen off the, the, the wagon a little bit. The internet's starting to hate the, the product. But I'm still a fan, so I can give a fuck less what anybody else thinks. It's my ass that sits in front of the TV and wastes my time. I don't give a shit what you think. It's my time I'm wasting. And if I'm enjoying it, I don't care what anybody else thinks. And I said a long time ago, I thought this was a good company with the right frame of mind. And with WWE doing everything they can to help make TNA a popular choice, it's only a matter of time. I mean, WWE's telling people that they want wrestling out of their, their name and product. Well, at least TNA is at the right time, you know, welcoming him with open arms. Let's see how it goes.
4: All right. That is Sunday Night Showdown's coverage of Sacrifice 2011. Myself and the Tray Dog along for the ride with you.
1: <clears throat> Yourself and Mr. Pay-Per-View.
4: My apologies. Uh, Mr. Pay-Per-View and the runner-up. So maybe we are experts after all. Thank you very much to all the callers. Thank you very much to all of the listeners, both on the archive and on the live version. Thanks to all the chatters. And once again, thanks a lot to the trade Dog for carrying my ass for the last three hours and 46 minutes. On behalf of Trey... The boss at the home office, the shark, Sensational Sean, and that fucking foreign kid, Chris Kelly. Thank you very much for staying with this network and liking what we do and taking signs to WrestleMania.
1: We know you've got other options. We know that you've got other radio shows you can listen to, and the fact that you choose to call this home means a lot to us. Don't forget, tomorrow night, the Road Dog, Jesse James on Wrestling News Live. Don't forget, two weeks for tomorrow night, the debut of Diamond Dallas Page for the first time on Wrestling News Live. As a network, from Jeff all the way down to people that aren't even on the air that contribute to this program and this network, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts that we're working our asses off to try to provide the best wrestling shows we possibly can for each and every one of you. And I give them to you absolutely free, no charge, so you can enjoy yourself and make sure you're here each and every week. Thank you for calling the uh, SNS Radio Network your home for wrestling radio.
4: Absolutely. All right. Song of the Night is the official theme song to Sacrifice 2011. It is Ugly by the X by Eyes. Find it on YouTube. It's a hell of a great song and a, a really good band. So, on behalf of uh, everyone involved in SundayNightShowdown.com, My name is Internet Dave, and thank you very, very much. And we will talk to you tomorrow night for Wrestling News Live, Tuesday for the Coscast, Wednesday for the Rewind, Friday for Unplugged, and, of course, next Sunday for Over the Limit. Good night, everybody.
3: So, someone you don't know, money, it's no cure. A sickness so pure. Are you like me? Are you ugly?